share their points of view. And in this one, Greg is back in town, but he's not quite the same by which I mean he's played by a brand new actor, but only Bex can see just how much he has changed. Bless Bart deserves a raise now unto your favorite podcast where we bring all of our heartaches for you. Yes, that is right. We are here. We are back here. I uh, want to describe a podcast going through the hit CW show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend episode by episode. We have made it to uh, the halfway point, I believe, here of season four, season four, episode eight. Uh, I guess there's no, what is it, 18 episodes, 16 episodes? I have no idea. We're pretty far into season four is the gist <laughs> of what I'm trying to say here. Uh, season four, episode eight. I'm Adam H here with you week after week. I'm not alone, never alone here with uh, some of my very good friends. First and foremost, someone who continuously drives people into the arms of Jesus. It's Todd, Todd Light Brain. How are you? I'm good. Oh, wait a second. I, I need a good drink. Bart, all right, all right, got, got my drink now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you have passed down? Oh, you know, just, just water. Uh, I'm, oh, okay. yeah, n- nothing too exciting, but it's, it's the best water. Bart, Bart is great as a job. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, Todd, I would give almost anything to have someone in my life who, when I just like said their name, they passed me a drink. Like, truly, <laughs> that's like the epitome of success in my mind. And if I'm ever able to achieve that at any point in my life, I'm there. We're golden. Um, also with us today, introducing the magnificent Lindini. Hello, hello, hello. Here I am. Do you have a ma- do you have a like a magic act for us? Do you have like a little? Like, I mean, to... in real life, I, I I do, but not on the podcast. What's like your go to ma- when someone says like you know magic? Like, what's your what do you what would you, I don't know who would say that, but like, what's when your go to? Says the word magic. What do like, I do? Do magic. <laughs> like, if I walked up up and I was like, Lindy, you're a magician. Do like a magic trick. Well, that'd be kind of really straightforward of you to just demand one. Yeah, but <laughs> that'd be pretty on brand um, for me. Yeah, but they're very on brand for Adam. Though, the tracks, so. yeah, yeah. Something with cards, but it'd be a surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it is. So the, okay, so we just know the cards are involved. Yeah, it's a common element okay. of magic. It is, yeah, it is. It is a very common element of magic. Okay, well, uh, I guess if you ever see Lindy in person and you want a really mysterious magic trick done with cards just ask her to do it i guess could you like do you would you like legitimately do it when's the last time you've like done magic for people i guess it's been a while but i i have you know performed for friends in the past okay like riding a bike she'll pick it up okay i love to perform i love to entertain people okay maybe you should have like a magic night you should have like people over do like you know charcuterie and wine maybe that's just like adam talking but like and then have like a, a little magic night sure yeah that'd be fun okay could we do a magic podcast do you think that that would be interesting like a one-off magic could you do audio magic no i i don't think that's in the cards <laughs> oh, oh 
okay yes that's good uh okay also with us today we have a very special guest as we said on the last episode someone who is neither a priest nor a party planner although maybe he's a party planner i don't know it's martha martha how are you <laughs> good very excited to be here um i do have a go-to magic trick um, oh. which is a very fun one that is very original nobody's ever done it before every time i see an automatic door like at a grocery store i do the whole like <laughs> ah, i opened it um and it's it's always kills everybody loves it um <laughs> yep so that's my magic trick just to peek behind the curtain amazing uh it, i mean that would work on me that's the kind yeah. of stuff that i think is it's actually pretty good uh, and it's the same thing uh, as a teacher like when my my uh, computer's turning on for instance i'll be like waving my hands in front of the computer until it finally and i'm like ta-da and my yeah. students are always like okay yes <laughs> but yeah great great uh, great tricks so um i would have fit right in with raven and the rest of them <laughs> uh yes that is good stuff here uh okay so we're here like i said during the halfway point uh or not at the, not at the halfway point i was getting some oh, furious we're, we're, we're nearing we're not quite okay. there there are 18 episodes, uh, 18 include, episodes. is it the longest third... season is for the longest season um i think it it's is tied with season tied. one oh one, one okay Mm. Yeah. And the last episode is like the, the live concert. Episode. Yeah. Can I say a fun fact about me and crazy ex-girlfriend? Um, I've never seen the live concert episode, even though I've watched the series through three times, I think, or maybe even four times. I never, I always stop at episode 17 and I, one time, the first time that I was watching season four, I started it and watched maybe like two minutes. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. So oh. no, nothing, nothing against it. It just for some reason was not for me that day. And it never has been for me that day or like since then. But maybe one day. I don't know. Wow. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, we'll definitely <laughs> yeah. talk about it when we get there. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like life changing or like <laughs> anything part of the show, I guess. But it was fun. Yeah, I'm uh, sure it was. I, I just don't know what it was. But I just have never had the itch to watch it and i'm like it's a completed show now it's seven like episode 17 it felt like i was like okay the, the story the story has been closed and i just didn't have the temptation to watch the next one yeah i mean the good news is that if we go by martha's standards and everything i said at the beginning about this being the halfway that's true point, we are we're it's infinitely that. more true exactly so. <laughs> this is the halfway point for me <laughs> uh yeah that's absolutely what i was talking about uh -huh. um so as we are at this point here, uh, I will say a couple of things just right up front. I really enjoyed how this episode put things in perspective here for this final season and gave us a trajectory towards the end of the season. It gave us the path. We had been wandering for a while. We had talked quite a bit in the last seven episodes about like, okay, what's going on here? Like, what, what, why are we just like treading water? We're like basically doing nothing, accomplishing nothing. And here we are. We're, I think we're told a path forward. We're introduced to some new stuff, and it's interesting. Overall, I really liked this episode. I have to say, I, I don't know if that'll be a controversial take. I have seen some criticism of a lot of this episode in a lot of places, but I really liked it. Todd, just overall thoughts here, right at the stop. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I don't know if I'm a big fan of the songs in the episode necessarily, but the the overall episode, yeah, I think it's a it's a good one. I, I really enjoy I really enjoyed what they were were going for. I think there's some really funny bits in it. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm pro this episode. We love to see that. Yeah, uh, Martha, Lindy, any thoughts you just like at the top here about the episode in general, where it slates in with the season? 
Oh, I can go first. Yeah, I felt like uh, this was a strong episode. Um, I really am a big Greg fan, so that's part of why I came on this episode. Um, but I, I like new Greg, too, and I think that they do a really interesting job of adding him in it's very unique like take on i remember when i like knew that the new greg was coming i was very anti the idea of him joining the cast and they surprised me with the way they do it um i felt like there were a couple like the b and c plots of this episode i wasn't the biggest fan of but i enjoyed it and i actually really like the first song of the episode i don't love the george song but um i thought overall it's a pretty solid episode I guess we'll see as we go through. I might be the lowest on this out of all of us here. Um, we'll get to it, but uh, some of this doesn't work for me. <laughs> I want you to embrace this, Lindy. If this is like, if this is the start of your season four villain arc, I just want you to embrace being so <laughs> low on this episode. Like, really get into it. At least you're admitting that I wasn't a villain up to this point, <laughs> which would make maybe you the villain. Yeah. Uh, well, conflict. I mean, let's, I mean, let's Seems be like real a given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like, we, you know, we've been here since season one, episode yeah. one. We know who's been painted as what. I'm just saying like, I'm ready for those roles to be reversed for the last, whatever, eight episodes of this season. Adam's about to start his Nathaniel redemption arc. And uh, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Um, okay, so Mar the other thing is, Martha, you hit on this a little bit of just the, you know, the Greg stuff, kind of why you're here. Is there anything else kind of for this episode that you were like, man, I really, uh, I really need to be here to talk about it? I think Greg is the main reason. Um, there's, I feel like the early part of season four is the part that I don't really have any China kind of attachment to, which you guys kind of seem like you share that opinion a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So I've, I was definitely wanting a later half of the show, or I, I guess it's not quite halfway, unless you're measuring by my. my it is. My, you know uh, what? I'm theory. just gonna say it definitively. This is um, halfway. This is no, but I was, point. I was like, I definitely want a Greg episode, and then I, I actually am a big fan of the "Hello, Nice to Meet You" song, so I was like, let's do that. Um, so yeah, there's like I said the B and C plots of this episode aren't necessarily my favorite. So it wasn't like I was like all in on every part of the episode. And that's why I had to be here. But mostly the Greg reason was, was what got me here. Okay. Well, uh, we've been beating around the bush a little bit on the Greg stuff. We're going to continue to beat around the bush a little bit until he shows up, but let's get into this episode. Season four, episode eight, Lindy, take it away. All right, this one is called I'm Not the Person I Used to Be. And this episode, well, first of all, as always in season four, we are starting with the theme song because there is a different phrase at the end of each one. But before we get to the phrase from this episode, just quick thoughts, Martha. What do you think of the season four theme song and compared to the other theme songs, too? I really like the season four theme song. I, I I like all four theme songs and I've multiple times tried to rank them and it's like, it depends on my mood that day. Um, I think the season four uh, theme is really fun because it changes every time, like you said. Um, and sometimes they like laugh out loud funny, like the lines that she says. This one, like it was fun, um, but I felt like it kind of depended on the episode, like of whether I was a big fan of the, the season four theme song. But I think this is a fun one and it always like gets stuck in my head. So I'm a fan. Yeah, I think we uh, share the same thought of like, we have all been really enjoying the song, but it's been hit or miss on yes. like the, the ending moment. <laughs> yep, exactly. Sometimes I'm like, okay. And then other times I'm like, <laughs> that was good. So yeah, <laughs> this one today I was, or not today, for this episode, it was kind of like, 
yeah, this one's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> for okay. <me. laughs> so for the listeners, the ending of this theme song was, I missed the season one theme song. And I just want to come out and say, <laughs> I loved this. It was perfect to me. I've been really down on basically all of the <laughs> endings so far, <laughs> but I loved this. It was perfect. Yeah, my, my thought never happened was so say we all other Rebecca, so say we all. Uh yeah, this one this one was a was a good one. I I think especially for the, the three of us who have been pretty much uniformly down on the other Rebecca bits up to this point, like none of them so far have really worked for us uh that much. Like, I think there's like one or two that made me chuckle, but I, uh, Adam and Linda have both been super down on all of them. Uh, so I think for those of us who have been missing the season one theme song, I think it lands a lot harder than people who do actually enjoy the bits that have happened so far. So I don't uh, want to be overly dramatic because my heart was kind of broken when I found out that the woman was barking and it wasn't a dog <laughs> on the last time. Because like that could have been such a highlight and it just wasn't. Martha, was, I have I have to explain this. this. Yeah, the, La, in the last episode, the woman barked, and like it was obviously her. But Adam came in here and was like, "Oh yeah, dogs were barking," and we were like, "Did he watch what? it? Are you talking about?" <laughs> he oh, barked right. three times and didn't look at the screen and oh, thought it was okay. real dogs. So he listened to it. He didn't. He got the podcast version. He wasn't uh, yeah. watching. <laughs> the point is. <laughs> That I loved this opening so much. This is like the first one this season that has worked for me. I'm in total agreement with Lenny and Todd. This was spectacular. Absolutely loved it. I would like the season one theme song back, please. <laughs> so uh, did we get a, uh, a reaction from Tom Palmer? Oh, I forgot to ask again. I just assume that he likes them all, I think, is is where I'm at. Uh, yeah, so, more than likely. Yeah. But it's been it's been a it's been a nice bit. And it would be funny if the one that we all like is the one that he's like. That yeah, would be okay, I'll ask. That would be pretty <laughs> right now. Yeah, we can um, keep going. Yeah. I'll when ask. he gets back to us, just let me know. <laughs> I I don't spoil it, but next week's episode, that is the one that I like because I, I just looked at the list of non sequiturs that Deborah says. Um, and the one that she says next week is the one that I was remembering, and that's my favorite. So when you get to it next week, you can you can remember that that's that's the one that makes me laugh the most for whatever reason we'll keep that in mind yeah i don't know what what's upcoming so i'm okay. excited to see now <laughs> i based on what the previous ones were and your guys's reactions to those i don't know whether you'll like next week or not <laughs> so i'll just put it that way <laughs> All right, so on to the episode. So this begins with Josh making breakfast for Rebecca. They are roommates now, and he's, like, working out <laughs> in the process um, because he's preparing for his 10-year high school reunion. And Rebecca says, didn't you graduate 12 years ago? <laughs> and he says, yeah, our class president was supposed to plan it, but our class president is Hector. And she's like, oh, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> Um, and then Josh says that, well, Hector was the president, but I'm the king. I was the prom king. And so he's really excited to go to this reunion. Um, and then we also get just some interaction between Josh and Rebecca as roommates. She loves the food, but is talking about how the dairy is going to be tough on her and is talking about, <laughs> I hate this sentence. She says, I'm sorry <laughs> I stunk up the toity yesterday. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, that I, I put that in the outline because the word toity i had to go back i was like did i hear that right and i looked at the subtitles it's toity like 
the, the baby voice. I guess Rebecca does a baby voice sometimes, so this isn't like totally out of left field for her. But she had just referenced she was like, "Oh, th- Josh was like, oh, I'm, I'll have the poopery ready for you," which I thought was funny. But then like, sorry, I stick up the toity. I was like, okay, Rebecca. <laughs> like, I don't know if I needed that moment. It was too much. I didn't need it either. And then it goes further. Josh is like, yeah, "Yeah, it made my eyes tear up, but I needed a good cry. Yeah, always the optimist. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, Lydia, I I just, this is not the, this is not the roommate relationship that I'm interested in being a part of or seeing. This is, uh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. But this whole interaction makes Rebecca just think of Josh in this like wonderful light. And we hear the twinkly romantic music that we always hear and it's playing in her head. But then she says, stop it. And it stops like she's trying to control that. Yes, there's a lot of really meta moments in this episode. Were you all a fan of how much meta stuff happens? Like that was one. And then however many times they have to mention like the series and the halfway point and all those things. I am. I'm usually a fan of the the meta commentary and the meta humor, so it all it all worked pretty well. I, I loved all the comments about like how long people were here for the rest of the series and how they, you know, worked it a little bit differently for everybody. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that stuff. I don't know that it worked quite as well for me as it. I agree. Time. <laughs> I think it was like like the first time that it was said, and maybe the second time I was like, okay, that's like meta and funny. Like I get it, you know, like that's good stuff. And then, like the fourth time, <laughs> the fifth time, and I'm like, right, okay, we we get it. <laughs> like I, I I I got it at this point. We don't need to do it again. <laughs> yeah, Lindy, what what did you think of it? I think cer- yeah, I think certain parts of it work for me. I do enjoy uh, certain of the the meta moments, but not all of them for sure. Um, but I, I always love in this show when there are callbacks, for instance, in this scene on the counter, there's a tub of truly happy butter, but it's not, there's no attention called to it. And you might not even notice that at all, but it's definitely, that's what it is. And I love those little details like that. So I appreciate that they go, they are going overboard with some of the meta things and they're really understating some of the other ones. So I I like the mixture. I appreciate the understated stuff a little bit more as well. I feel like, yeah, this like Rebecca talking to her voice in her head that I like. And I like later on when she like is texting Paul and she's like, and I heard the music I always hear or whatever. Like, but I agree with Adam about the number of times we had to hear about the series. And she's like, oh, and the logical end point is Valentine's Day. Like that was just a little bit like, okay, we get it. Um, Yeah. I was curious what you guys thought of it. Yeah. I think just because they are being so meta with the Greg of it all yeah. as well, I think it, it works. It works for me in this. Like in this, like yeah. if it was every episode, maybe not, but if it was this right. episode, it's very much, and they've already, you know, established the fact that Valencia was going to be gone. So they're trying to set up, you know, why these people are back, you know, and they're like, it's for like, yeah, we're having them around because you need to have them around for the show. So we're just going to like hang a lampshade on it. So it, it, it worked for me, but I definitely can see, you know, it, it being a little much if they did it any more than just the one episode it would definitely be a problem <laughs> let's just put it that way but one episode's enough yeah i think there's always like a running bit in each episode of like a certain joke that kind of gets mm-hmm. repeated and that is this episode's bit so yes. I, I think it's okay mm-hmm. i do have news from the great tom palmer okay oh yeah. uh on the opening he says yes he does like it but then specifically, he says it was for the Adams out there. 
<laughs> She's accurate. Mm. That's a good read. Uh, yeah. You you loved it, so yeah. Tom's got you pegged. Yeah. I guess that makes all three of you Adams then. <laughs> they don't like to admit it. Really, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that really. They, 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 yeah, they don't like that you just said that, but it's true. It's very true. I don't know. It's a signs point to this. Uh, so then we get this scene where Rebecca is at work at Rebetzel's and she asks AJ, you know, have you ever been smitten by a man who like works out while he makes you breakfast and he's okay with your poop? And AJ's like, yes, of course. I don't know if AJ is just going along with this. I never I probably... can tell with AJ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think weird. AJ really knows either. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It came across as fairly genuine from AJ because usually I feel like AJ has like more of a little bit of an eye roll, a little more sarcasm in the, his voice. And here it seemed to be like just really like, oh, yeah, of course. Just like very and with with no like follow up, you know, calling her crazy or anything. So it actually felt genuine from AJ, which I think makes it even funnier <laughs> to me. It's just like, <laughs> like, like, I know what you're talking about, Rebecca. But. Hard to tell. But then uh, Nathaniel comes in the lobby and he starts talking to Leonard, the security guard, about how his daughter Kylie was doing in her game this weekend. He's going to go to the county finals and bring orange slices. And Rebecca sees all this happen and she's like, are you bringing orange slices to that guy's daughter's soccer game? The guy only heretofore knew as that guy? That was a great line. <laughs> that know. really cracked me up. I loved it too. And she's like, you're being so thoughtful. Dare I say generous. And it's yeah, true. He is. It, it is a very positive Nathaniel scene. Um, I The discussion question I had here was, do you guys agree about the orange slices having to be refrigerated after you slice them thing? Because he says like the reason he's bringing this orange slices is that the normal person doesn't refrigerate them after slicing them. I feel like they don't have to be free, like, refrigerator cold when you've served the orange slices but maybe that's just me i'm sure they don't have to be but i feel like that would be a lot better if they were cold okay. at a soccer game yeah sometimes, yeah at a soccer game that's true but sometimes it's too cold for my teeth i have sensitive teeth i yeah i well i mean i really i do respect that i also have very sensitive teeth but it's like <laughs> i you know you're like out in the sun yeah that's fair the soccer, soccer game context for whatever reason and then you're coming in and getting your orange slices like you want them to be like a little refreshing you know a little cold because if there, there is a point of like once we've gotten ever so slightly above room temperature they are disgusting mm -hmm, that's true <laughs> so we do not want to encroach on that point good point i like Here oranges though do you guys like oranges I, I think I'm actually pretty high on oranges. Okay. Oranges are a very, very solid fruit. You really, I don't think I've, I think I've had maybe two bad oranges in my life. Most of the time it's like a very reliable fruit. Yeah. Oh no, I'm probably lowest on oranges out of all. Wow. <laughs> They're fine, but I don't think I'm ever like, yeah, I want an orange. What about a clementine? Um. A cutie? <laughs> a halo? Yeah. Probably similar feelings. Oh, I could eat. I could probably oh eat a whole God. bag of cuties. Lindy, I have yeah. like thirty cuties in my fridge right now. <laughs> like, I love them. It's such a, like an easy snack. Mm -hmm. I probably yeah. gotta give it another chance. Yeah, I love them. I love they're them. They're great. Or you just say you hate them and embrace it, Lindy. Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't need to. 
I'm not going to say that. It could be enter your villain arc of season yeah. four. Come on. <laughs> I hate, hate cuties. Fruit. No, I can't say that. It's not true. It's not true. No, I'm going to cut Just it. cuties. Lindy hates we're gonna, cuties. Oh, yeah, I'm going to cut that. We're going to sample I hate fruit from Lindy, and we're going to just constantly <laughs> play it here. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. So Nathaniel, so Rebecca gives this compliment to Nathaniel and he just says like, it's good to see you. And he walks away and that is Nathaniel's only, you know, scene in this episode. And so I just wanted to say like, he did a good thing, but seemingly not for, you know, Rebecca's benefit or anything. She notices it and mentions it. And he just says like, it's good to see you. And he doesn't linger or try to make anything happen and walks away. Is this Nathaniel's like best episode? yet i don't know in terms of being like a good person probably yeah. <laughs> in terms of being entertaining not right. even remotely <laughs> but uh, but yeah but in terms of like you know he doesn't say or do anything that would make you go nathaniel why would you do or say that which has been like every other episode he's been in there's been at least one thing even if he's like trying to be nice you know, you're like oh, nathaniel come on so yeah, I think in, t in terms of his character growth arc, yeah, it's a really good episode in terms of showing that his growth is continuing. The fact that he doesn't try to do anything with Rebecca here. He does no, isn't doing it for her benefit. He doesn't, you know, try to, to do anything to get back with her. He's just being nice to be nice. Yeah, it's it's a really good look for Nathaniel, continuing the, the Nathaniel growth arc, which I really appreciate. I just want to see what that first interaction with Nathaniel and Leonard was like, because I feel like Leonard probably did not warm up to Nathaniel and me. Like he did not expect Nathaniel to be actually being nice to him. So how long did it take for the two of them to develop the bond that they apparently have now? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I'm picturing a Nathaniel offering him orange slices and him <laughs> slapping him out of Nathaniel's hands like right. Jim slapped a donut out of Jim's hands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like, did Nathaniel like take this on as like a project for himself? He's like, I'm going to be nice to one person today. And he like picked Leonard, the security guard. Like, it kind of seems like the way Nathaniel would approach a situation like that. Yeah, it really does. I, I think you're on on the right path there. Like, Dan's like, hey, who's my person today that I'm going to, you know? Right. I mean, he may have actually, like, whenever he was on his initial quest to get everyone to realize that he was nice now. Yeah. And he may, like, like whenever he brought the donut to the office, I could see him, like, stopping at that desk and trying to give Leonard right. a donut before he went up to give the the most fattening donuts to the rest of the office. I could see that being the beginning of their relationship. Yeah, and there. Leonard's like completely taken aback. Like, I don't trust this first, but it takes time. But it clearly, I mean, that that's also a good look for Nathaniel because I think that the the rapport that they have suggests that they've known each other or had these conversations for a while. So he's not just doing this for one interaction. It is a good look for Nathaniel. I will just say to Lindy's original question, my problem is that I've watched this episode twice this week now. By the end of the episode, I forgot that Nathaniel was in the episode. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I don't know. That might not be the worst thing because it, it means I'm not actively remembering him doing terrible things or being awful. But, like, I don't know. This felt like such a throwaway scene that was like, oh, wait, Nathaniel's still here. Like, we have a lot more to do this episode. But guess what? Like, we, this guy, he's still here. <laughs> like, don't forget about him. Whoops, I, I forgot about him. <laughs> Well, he's definitely part of the story here in, in Rebecca's eyes because when he walks away, we hear the twinkly music in her head and she shakes her head and it stops. And AJ says, oh, you like Nathaniel? She's like, no, I don't. Shut up. <laughs> like, Obviously she does. Um, and she texts Paula. We got to talk. 
I still got those Nathaniel and Josh feels. It feels like season two, by which I mean spring. <laughs> that one, that I feel like that was maybe my least favorite of the meta lines. Like, yeah, that <laughs> I, I agree. That that out of all of them, like that's the one yeah. that works for me the least. I don't even think I consider. I don't know if I consider spring the second season. It is winter, <laughs> spring, summer, fall. I I guess winter is the first season. Yeah. I think I kind of maybe because I'm a teacher but I feel like I think of fall as the first season like fall winter spring summer well fall begins that in would September. be the, that's the fiscal year <laughs> yeah <we're> not, yeah <laughs> huh. so season yeah, two would be winter for me <laughs> there's okay there's a song winter um, spring summer yeah. fall yeah. That's All true. you got to do is call. Yeah, exactly. That, it's number yeah. two there. Wait, keep going. What's the what, keep, keep keep singing the song? <laughs> no, I don't think we need no. to sing the whole. Song. Okay, well, I think <laughs> you know, you just keep going. It's okay. Carol King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got a friend. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a classic. Yeah. No, okay, you're right. I just have, I'm just saying in my brain, spring not season two, but my brain's probably wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's wrong, but I, I think that I think we can see how they got yeah, there. Yeah, no, like yeah, that's fair. But it also was like, okay. Um, do you guys know why, like behind the scenes, like why Paula was hardly in this episode? Is there a reason for that? Because I that was my probably my biggest gripe with this episode was I missed Paula. And then I guess Daryl is also kind of absent from a lot of season four. So that one makes a little more sense. But Paula, it was like she only has the scenes with this rabbit. Well, I mean, she is in the episode, so it's not right. like he was, like, totally gone. I think it's be a large part because this 10-year ten high school reunion, like, Nathaniel's right. not there. He's not involved with that. Like, Daryl's not involved with that. Paula's not involved with that. Like, they had to get everyone in that room that they could. Right. Um, including Rebecca being the there was a stretch, yeah. Of Greg. And I think those other characters, it just doesn't make sense. They even got George in there. <laughs> right that was but they can't have stretch. every single person it almost felt like a covid season i know it's not but like paula <laughs> being in a seat in a room by herself for all of her scenes was like she had to be like quarantined or something like kind of felt that way and i know it wasn't but i was like why couldn't paula be with any other characters this episode but i guess maybe it is just a logistical of the the actual plot of the episode that makes sense Yeah, so as we said, like Paula doesn't see the text. She's studying with a rabbit. <laughs> That's gonna be a, a running thing. Kamala. Kamala hair, <laughs> yes. Right. That one worked for me. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie to you. That was good. It's pretty good. So then we get to the 10-year reunion. And before we dive into the events of this, I just wanna say I know, okay, I just feel like Part of the reason this doesn't work for me is because this is a bit too contrived that they set up this 10-year reunion event when they actually graduated 12 years ago. And yes, they explain it. Oh, Hector didn't plan it in time. But like, that's this is the device you're using to reintroduce Greg here. And I just... I just am upset that it's like, oh yeah, 10 years, when it's not... It is a little contrived. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's another way they really could have gotten. Well, I mean, I guess they could have just had Greg come back in general. Um, But yeah, so maybe maybe I'm 
I started the sentence and now I'm disagreeing with myself. <laughs> I could have just had him come back. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> Lindy, would you have been mad if it was like we're celebrating our 12 year reunion? Yes, because like that would also be stupid. Or it's our 15 year reunion. I don't know. It like, was 15. That makes sense. If it's 10, that makes sense because those things happen. But I think maybe actually I would, I would get on board with it if it was a 10 year re- reunion at 12 years, but there weren't that many people that showed up. Like there were still only like, josh's friends that were there like that would make a little bit more sense to me that it was like oh this like failed event only a few people ended up even coming i mean they all fit in the bar i don't know what his class size was supposed to be that's true like my class size is not fitting in that bar that's true i was wondering that too i was like how many people went to this school because they all fit in this pretty small home base area Everyone who came, everyone who came to the event. There's like a hundred, maybe hundred fifty people there. Like, is that? Do you think that's like a pretty accurate? I think that's too many. Mm, I think there were at least. I think there were at least a hundred. I think. I think between seventy five and hundred seems right. Fifty. <laughs> no. Okay. Not no, 50. it's not. 50. There were fifty <laughs> people there. No. Okay. Like a, a home base is like a larger bar. Yeah. It's not. Like you could fit, you could fit a hundred people in there, and it'd be yeah, easy. Lindy, we've been watching the show for three and a half seasons. Just yes. because we only see eight of them talking doesn't mean that's the end. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying. You're... I know you're not. I understand. He's like, I counted them. They were 50. I understand all of the factors. I'm just saying, I don't think there were that many people there. We should go back and look at how many people are watching, you know, Josh's speech. I think it's only going to be like 50, but the whatever. The problem is if I was there, I would not be watching Josh's speech. So like I don't think then, you then they're not inside home base, and then how are we supposed well, to know? There's that whole outside area too. We never saw that. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> so it doesn't exist. And then he's like, they only paid twenty five extras. I do think that's, that's I, the problem. Though. There aren't they can't afford a hundred extras. <laughs> they only they only showed two other clicks besides popular, right? Or the three other clicks: art, band, and goths. So that's. And oh, and plus magic. So there were there were quite a few different groups. Yeah, there were t- honestly but this I, place was packed. Yeah, <laughs> there could have been 150 people there. Oh yes, my god! Thank you, Martha. Yes, I love the way this is going. <laughs> I do need to enter my villain era. You all are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think even that yeah, 150 is pretty small for a like LA suburb. I, I don't know, it's West Covina suburb technically. I don't. I guess. That area. Who knows? I feel like most high schools in that area probably were a lot larger than 150 in a graduating class. Well, we may never get to the bottom of this, but... (laughs) I think we've gotten to the bottom of it. I just just don't think you like where we've gotten. (laughs) Yeah, because I still don't agree. So I don't think Consensus doesn't mean the bottom of it, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know what? I could go back later, look at the episode, analyze some screenshots, see what happens... You could. I could. I don't think you're going to, but you I could. Won't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into some of these early reunion scenes, aka before Greg shows up. Uh, so Valencia walks in. Heather's there, obviously, because she works at home base. Um, and Heather is really excited to see her, asks how long she'll be there. That's when Valencia says the rest of the series of holidays, I mean, Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> Um, and then Valencia really wants to see the guest list and she looks at it and kind of makes this face and Heather starts to wonder what is, what is that about? 
I felt like the Heather and Valencia plot. I don't know. Is this the B plot or the C plot? It's one of the, the Josh. This is B. Yeah, I think this is probably B plot. Yeah. I I wasn't super big on this whole plot, um, and I felt like it kind of started off like I wasn't I I, I so, like I wasn't really drawn in from this interaction with Heather and Valencia. Like Heather's so over the top invested in it. It almost was like it just felt kind of like unnatural between the two of them. And I was kind of, it wasn't, I, di- I didn't feel super connected to this plot. I feel similar to that. Again, I kind of feel like this plot was a bit contrived. Yes. <laughs> like comes exactly. out of nowhere. So random. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wish there was set up for this. And if there is, someone can correct me. And I, I would admit that I'm wrong, but I I feel like this came out of nowhere, and I think that's maybe why it doesn't work very yeah. well for me. Yeah, it a thousand percent came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, and then they kind of like hang a lamp- lampshade on it a little bit later on about how we, we actively try to avoid each other. Yeah, because like you never actually see them interact. I, I do think this plot probably would have worked a lot better for me if the resolution had been differently. It had been like a different yeah. reveal. But the reveal as we get it, I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but it also it makes absolutely <laughs> zero sense in the grand scheme of the show that a uh, we have seen. Uh, so I think I think this plotline works for me, like in some of the individual beats. Like most of Heather's interactions with Valencia, I find really entertaining. And I see what you're saying about it being like her being like overly into it. But we also have seen Heather love to watch the drama uh, before. We've seen her like really get into just sitting around and like watching all this other stuff going on and just like really getting into it. So her being invested in this, a uh, you know, maybe she's a little bit more energetic about it than she has been in the past. But it still works for me just because I think that she is really funny in it. Uh, but I think the overall where it winds up kind of like retroactively poisons the storyline. Uh, yeah, that's a re- that's a really good analysis. Yeah, so Heather is trying to get to the bottom of this and basically guesses the whole backstory. Um, just doesn't know who it is. She's like, oh my gosh, I think it's like a, a friend of me or a nemesis or an ex. And based on Valencia's face, she's like, oh my gosh, it's an ex, but you dated Josh in high school. You cheated. You really cared about this person. Oh my gosh, you're in love and nobody knows. Was it a girl? It was the first girl. Is she here yet? Oh, she's not here yet, but she's on the list. <laughs> like She goes on this whole journey. <laughs> yeah, she, she did pretty well. I mean, she had like one, one assumption there that, that was uh, off, but uh, overall she did fairly well. I have to say, I like that she didn't get the whole thing correct right off the bat. Like, we've seen Paula do this kind of stuff in earlier seasons and be, like, spot on. Absolutely nailed, like, the read on somebody. But, like, I like that this is not Heather's shake because, like, we haven't seen her do a ton of this. Like, we've seen her watch drama, but we haven't seen her, like, get this actively involved and, like, be this into it at this point. And so I like that she's not fully correct right from the start. I think that's, like, a really important note here true yeah and so they were kind of walking around and heather is so excited about this romantic intrigue um she's like this part of my life is over because i'm married now and i'm so happy but there's no drama and i love drama (laughs) one of my favorite gifts to post right there (laughs) that is a good one yeah i knew todd would love that part Um, so also happening at the reunion is kind of 
White Josh, Josh and Hector. So White Josh is talking to Hector um, about the reunion and Hector saying, you know, now that he's done this, he's finally delivered on all of his campaign promises. But it turns out uh, everything except two hour lunches. This was, yeah, this was a funny, um, like, sort of running joke, I guess, of the number of times Hector has to explain why he couldn't do two-hour lunches. It's <laughs> like, unions have rules because the cafeteria workers would have to get paid more. Uh, there's, I feel like that's funny because there's a lot of other reasons why they yeah. couldn't have had two-hour lunches. That's definitely not the number one reason is, oh, we have to pay the cafeteria workers more. Uh, there's a lot of other, like reasons why that's not going to be logistically feasible for a high school but yeah that cracked me up also two hour lunches in school is too long i'm yeah i'm I'm like get me home instead yeah i'd much rather just go home earlier like i see the appeal when you're a kid you're like oh we want lunch to be forever it's like our favorite part of the day but like you don't want lunch to be two hours because then you're there until like 4 30 or 5 and it's like no one wants that at all so right i think that right in their i their heads like it would take the place right. of one of their classes right. they would still two hour lunches but we still get out at the same time I yeah think that was like they were i mean i definitely had friends who like hacked the system in junior and senior year and had like a free period either yeah. the the period before or after lunch and then they had a two-hour lunch so there were ways around it i did de- i had an hour and a half lunch my junior and senior year yeah. of high school because i like ta'd during my yeah, uh, exactly. fourth period and so i was just like basically free for an hour and a half every day but so I, I think Hector actually would have been a good class president, honestly. Like, I think um, out of all the the four of them, I'm not, it, I think it's Pop, not. Do we have to pick any of the four of them? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but I could just, I feel like Hector has the the leadership potential. <laughs> I don't know about Hector back then, though. I feel like yeah. now I see it, but at you know what 17 i don't know if hector was really that's true the problem is it's not josh it's not greg maybe yeah, it's and... white josh yeah although white yeah, josh would have been not. right <laughs> yeah that's he what i'm just saying. like, wow. like shooting down anything and everything that everyone right said, even like so so judgy to everything exactly hmm I uh, wow! I don't know. This is, this is tough. I don't really want to uh, see any of them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Luckily, we did not have maybe to George. Vote. No, maybe George is no, absolutely no? not. No, <laughs> no. People would have no. to remember George's name to be able to vote for him for him to that's become true class president. Too. So I think that's probably okay. Like a, Father Bra. We only know so many people that graduated this year, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's and definitely to Lindy, be... There's only fifty, so uh, we have to. Really... <laughs> it's not it's what I said. You, you know it. <laughs> Susie Reynolds, I guess, would have been a good. Yeah, oh, yeah Susie there Reynolds. we go. Uh, yeah. But she was she was still on meth at that right. point in time. <laughs> so Boy, uh... top graduating class. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I would want. I wouldn't have wanted Valencia in a position of power either. I think Valencia's class president. I mean, she probably would have gotten stuff done, but that would have been been scary. Yeah, too much power for her at that point. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So when Josh arrives, he walks in and he just says hi to this whole list of people by name. It's so many people. (laughs) That cracked. At first, I was like, "Okay, stop." Then I kept going, and I was like, "Okay, this is good." the number and the, how he had did a different tone for every name that he said it was like 
Adam, Todd, Lindy. Like it was just very funny. Hand movements, like he was yeah. surprised at every new person that he saw. He was like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, and um, you're here. What? Uh, no, I can't how believe many, this. Did anybody write down how many names he said here? Because that'll give us a head count. Oh, it was a lot, though. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, come on. It was probably like twenty. I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot, Lindy. Yeah, it's a lot, but it doesn't it help probably... your theory. At least 100, 150. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 50, easy. Yeah. Okay, well, this I can prove for sure. <laughs> Wendy, he didn't even say he was, that was just the people near the door. That I was know. like the first row of people. I know. Well, I, yeah, if, if that was my high school reunion, I would appreciate that. Like a random yeah. person being like, Wendy, like, I would be like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That was Maybe a good point, Lindy. That. Yeah, that was a really good point. If someone greets you, you would say, oh, hey, yeah, okay. Oh, my I God. I agree with you, Lindy. Martha <laughs> knows what I was saying. I'm I got it. got that on the record. Somebody says hi. It makes me feel good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a random person remembers you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and seems excited to see you and points you out specifically. Josh was genuinely excited to see every single person whose name he said. Like, exactly. he was like, he was like, oh, my God, you're here. And you and you. Like, <laughs> Just I know you're from high school. Yeah. He also True. does a handstand. <laughs> yeah. What is I this? believe he says handstand as he yeah. does it too. Just a handstand. handstand. Just in case for people who couldn't, you know, had no idea what it was. Oh, Josh. Wait. Josh? Like, okay. <laughs> was more entertaining in this than I thought. <laughs> yeah. At this point in the series, Josh is really like, I don't have a problem with him anymore. I'm like, Josh, you're just like, like you said, like this giant puppy dog. Like, and I'm not I, like, he's not problematic to me anymore. Like, I'm not like annoyed with him because he's not really like, po- okay, you just, there's, yeah, he's, he has some problematic things, but not as bad as he used to be. So I'm usually just like, oh, Josh, like <laughs> pat him on the head, you know? Smack him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i know adam will hate this part he walks over to white josh and hector and he's like the king is here (laughs) what do you mean you know adam will hate that part everyone should hate that part what a stupid way to walk up to your friends at this point i thought it was cool i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) the king is here oh my god you gotta make your make an appearance that's gross was like prom king and prom queen like a big thing at your schools no. was it even a thing at your schools because we didn't have prom king and queen we had like homecoming king and homecoming queen but we didn't have like a king and queen of prom oh. we, we did them. but i don't remember who they were like i definitely remember who the class president was but i don't remember who the prom king and queen were yeah i couldn't name a single homecoming king or queen <laughs> <laughs> well, we always had like homecoming court um like like yeah participation <laughs> ribbon mm-hmm. for nine or ten popular kids <laughs> um I, yeah i could not tell you anyone on homecoming court don't remember that at all but i think i remember who the prom king and queen were my senior year um and and the girl who was prom queen if i remember right was like really great like she was so nice um i really like her but was it you? Is this a bad guy? No, it wasn't me. Oh my gosh. Never would it be me, no. She was, I, I really liked her. She was, she so was really nice. She was the best. Her name is Jenny. If I remember this right, it was Jenny. And she was great. Shout mm. out to Jenny. Yeah. Shout out to Jenny. Hey, Jenny. If Jenny Thank said you. hi to me, I would be happy. I would be like, oh, hi. Yes. 
Jenny <laughs> was so nice. So if I ran into her at a high school reunion, I'd be thrilled. If she was like, hey, Lindy. It would be nice to be seen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we definitely had prom king and queen. I do remember who they were senior year, but the biggest, the most important point that I have now that we're talking about this, when you're in, when you're on the homecoming court, I feel like you have to pull a Josh. And then when you walk out to people, you can be like, court is in session. And then boom, <laughs> there we go. That's your yeah. opener. That's so much better than the king is here. In, insist, insist that everybody calls you your honor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Yeah. Yeah, well, Josh wants to make a speech. Um, but Hector is like, no, like, I'm the president. And even if I wasn't doing that, uh, Father Bra is the vice president. So he would do it. So, no. <laughs> now, he says that, but it's not going to um, it's not going to stick with Josh here. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I felt like this was also, also, was also like, does somebody have to give a speech? Like, I feel like maybe I guess we could do like a welcome glad you're here kind of thing but it doesn't have to be like a the king is here kind of speech well josh already said welcome to to you know <laughs> an, eighth of, an eighth of the people that are there um okay we haven't even talked about this yet uh 10-year class reunion this is where i'm gonna rub it in todd's face that i'm not yeah, old uh, enough to have had a 10-year yeah, yeah, class reunion. i know because i almost asked if you guys are on your reunion like oh wait adam hasn't gone to his 10-year reunion i also am too years. young for that yeah so oh, Todd, wow. I feel older than I thought I would. <laughs> and Lindy. my ten-year reunion will be in—I um, can't remember what year, 2014. So 2024. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. I. I was like, it's still 2020. So. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah. 2024 will be my ten-year reunion. I thought we were like the same age. Not that we're that different, but <laughs> I thought we were too. But it's I guess fine, I'm closer I'm to Adam's age. <laughs> another absolute win here <laughs> lindy's entering her villain yes, uh her, her aged villain arc her old villain arc oh no now i am what, oh my what, God. Year, you, Lindy, yeah. what year did you graduate high school uh 2012 so, okay, so just two years yeah but oh, so this you're like here your tenure reunion or oh this gosh. was your tenure reunion well that's the problem I don't think we had one because I never heard about it. Either that or you were invited. Happen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's possible. <laughs> no. that Let's it get happened. Jenny on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny wasn't the class president, so I, right. I don't think she, she would plan it. Lindy, famously, 10-year reunions happen after 12 years, so you That's still have true. two years. Yeah. You're right. Mine's going to be 2024, Martha. Yours is going to be 2026. 2026. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. That makes sense because I, that, that sounds better to me than it happened and i wasn't invited that just yes. i don't yeah, think that's no, I, true <laughs> i feel like i've heard i mean i think the 10 year reunion todd you can you can probably speak to this more because i'm assuming you've had reunions um but um i've heard that like the 10 year reunion is usually like the least attended out of all the reunions because it's like everybody's still like close enough to or like i don't know i feel like the 20 years when people actually start attending them yeah, uh, I would say that the uh, my ten year reunion was was fairly little time, but also like a uh, I mean only a class of like twenty nine people, so oh, okay. uh, there was a fair number. I can't remember exactly how many there, but at least half half of the class was there. But again, that's not a a whole ton of people. 
But yeah, it was it was definitely one of the things where I went. I was like, okay, because I changed a lot between high school and like ten years. You know, I'd really come out of my shell, and I was really looking forward to like going and just like being the new Todd. And then it's that thing where you go around the people that you knew when you were younger. You just kind of like fall back into those old patterns. I'm sure, a lot, that's probably why I will know? not be attending my ten year reunion. Uh, and then I also I wound up like sitting at the table of like this really, really weird place. Like I was kind of like, like in the very middle. Like there's conversations going on like either side of me, but I'm just like far enough away from any of the conversations to have a hard time partaking in any of the conversations. Really, uh, so yeah. And yeah, my twenty year reunion would be this a uh, upcoming year. I guess if we had a 20 year, oh. right? Yeah, so, no, oh, no, okay. sorry, even even worse than that. This would be my 30 year union. So, 32 years since you graduated, then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I will just say something that Martha just said. I have, I have like no desire. <laughs> right i feel like maybe in 20 years i'll want to or like at the 20 year reunion i'll be like okay like i'm the, i'm far enough now from high school that i'll, I'll go back but yeah. when the 10 year reunion happens I, i'm gonna be like, like especially with social media now i'm like i know where most of these people are and i'm like yeah i know I, the, I get enough from you on my phone <laughs> like three people i want to talk to from high school i will still talk to right exactly and, you know the other 490 of them I don't care. I, no offense. I just don't care. <laughs> so, That's the like, problem. I would have gone if there was one. <laughs> hey, well, actually, Lindy, to to be uh, fair, like I, my sister graduated high school in 20, 2008 and they had a they had a high school reunion, like a ten year reunion, but it was like so poorly planned that the Facebook event, like they forgot to invite. Like I, I don't, I remember. Like my sister ended up not going because it was like happened like in the hotel like a hotel like dining room and it was just very like i don't know i feel like 10-year reunions often lately especially like in the last few years have generally yeah. not been as well planned out as maybe they used to be i mean i almost didn't get invited to my 10-year reunion because oh we didn't know how to get in touch with you I'm like my mom teaches at the high school where we all graduate <laughs> from you could have reached out to my mother and asked her to <laughs> that, tell that is a horrible <laughs> excuse if your mom yeah. works at the high school <laughs> Boy, yeah, when you lose right. the contact information for one of the 30 people that graduated from that class, <laughs> right. like, that's a big percentage. Yeah. Of the... Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I was like one of the only, like, I was like out of state where most of them were still like in the, the, the county. So for that's 30, probably. 30 people in your class. I don't know if you guys would have all fit at home base. There's not enough <laughs> space for you all. It would have been tight. Yeah, it would have yeah, been really been a, tight. A real, no, that would have really worked. Oh, 30 would have worked. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um... My dad went to his 50-year high school reunion and he had a great time. So I think I think the later it gets, I think it's like super fun because no one cares anymore. Like, oh, who was friends before? Right. It's just like really exciting. Like, oh, hey, like. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like the further removed you get, the more interesting it gets, especially if you like have a good life and you're like, you want to be like, <laughs> kind of rub it in those people's faces. Like, maybe <laughs> don't go like, or for whatever reason. I don't know. <laughs> maybe this is why I don't want to go to the 10-year reunion because oh. it's like, you know, we're <laughs> But you have a you have a crazy ex girlfriend podcast. podcast. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have to get some merch sometime between you know in the next four years. We have to get some merch so I can yeah. wear it to to the ten year. Our, our cardigans, you know, we have to get our. Cardigans. Yes, we have to get our matching cardigans. Of course, I I totally forgot about that. You oh would gosh. wear that to your ten year high school union. Oh, Lindy, I'm not gonna go to my ten year high school union, but like <laughs> if I hypothetically did, I would absolutely wear that. 
<laughs> oh my gosh even though by that point we will have been so far removed from this show actually <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> yeah like years from now it'll be like yeah we podcasted about crazy ex-girlfriend you know four years ago and who knows what the future holds here we still don't know anyway <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Rebecca comes in. Obviously, she did not uh, go to this high school, but she arrives with a tray full of pretzels and then just dumps them on a table <laughs> when she sees Heather and Valencia. Pretty typical. Uh, yeah. However, um, if I were sitting at that table, I'd be like, oh, great. Free pretzels. So yeah. it's not like that bad. True. Um, so this conversation, can we jump to what they talk about in this conversation? Yes. Um, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just broadly, this is about Nathan or Rebecca saying she has feelings for Nathaniel and Josh and Valencia and Heather basically telling her, "Oh, we think you're meant to be with Greg." So part of why I wanted to be on this episode, like I said, is the Greg thing. But I have like a very clear memory of watching this episode the first time. Of like as soon as they said it, and I I don't think I had seen the episode title, and so I didn't know exactly. I didn't know that this was going to be the Greg return episode. But as soon as she said it, I was like oh my god it's happening like it's about to happen and I remember feeling so excited like Greg is you're meant to be and that I just felt that that fluttering feeling that Rebecca's probably feeling in the this twinkling episode. music yeah exactly and I was like oh my god it's about to happen and I, I do have this like I had a very I was very stubbornly against the Skylar Aston Greg um at, like but when I heard about it beforehand I was like this is not gonna work we can, like Greg Greg has to be Santino like that was like very uh adamant for me but then I it this like I said ended up being sold on it after the end of this episode so um it was very same feeling watching it this time like as soon as they say no you're meant to be is greg or i was like yes you're meant to be is greg is how i was feeling so i I know that's not necessarily everybody's opinion but that is how i felt in this moment i think everyone has big thoughts on this so (laughs) um i don't even know where to start (laughs) (laughs) Are we just doing this? Or are, are we just gonna let's just dive in? I mean, we're almost an hour into the podcast. We've more than dipping in. Dovin, Divin, Dove. We did our in. toe in the water. Now we can, you know. Yeah. Now we're fully in here. Okay. I definitely have. Yeah. <laughs> let's get to the new Greg of it all. Uh, I will say I wasn't even gonna bring this up, but my brother, you did. I was like this idea that like they have been talking about Greg before. Uh, Lindy pulled my text at the time of like when I was texting her all about the show and I was like, oh, MG, they said Greg again in all caps because like that had been something that I was also tracking as a fellow Greg lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so I was all in on this broad strokes of the new Greg. I love it. I really do. Uh, there's like little things that I think you can nitpick. There's like different mannerisms, different stuff, slightly different writing for how they did old Greg and new Greg. Overall, I think they made a lot of intentional choices that worked really, really well for me. I think that, like, the humor uh, of Greg is still preserved there and, like, kind of that dry, like, sarcastic, very witty, kind of snarky humor. But I think what they've done is they've taken away a lot of the self-deprecation. They've taken away a lot of, like, the Greg hates himself and that's part of his motivation for stuff. And they've turned Greg into a character that feels like he has been on a good path for like a year and a half. 
because where we last left him, he got, I mean, he got a lot of truly happy points from where we left him because he was on this new path of starting sobriety, of getting himself out of a toxic relationship, moving to a new place, going to business school, making, uh, going to AA, making good decisions about his life. And I will say the effects of the things that we had seen start in my mind are felt very prominently immediately when new Greg comes in. And I think that like that is hard to do because he hasn't been here in so long. Like there's, I mean, we talk about this show for hours every single week, but like, if you're just watching this, if you're just like watching along or binging or whatever, like this is not, you're not engaging this deeply with the show. And so like, maybe it didn't work quite as well for those people, but like, we are like, we're seeing the fruit that is, you know, bared from Greg's previous decisions. And I love it. And on top of all of that, Skylar Aston, I think, knocks it out of the park with the acting, with the singing, with every little thing he does, with how he interacts with Rebecca, with how he interacts with the others. I'm all in. I really like it. I was, you know, a little hesitant at first. How can you replace Greg? I have, I have absolutely nothing against old Greg. I have no problems with how he was portrayed previously. I really liked it. I think it was a really good job as a base character. But I'm all in. I like it. I'm sold. Okay, that's two thumbs up for new Greg. Uh, it's up to me and Todd here. Todd, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm I'm not as high on it. I do like new Greg. Uh, I love that it's just like, I like Skylar Aston. And I, I think that is like a big part of it. Like I came into the show really liking him. So I think that helps a lot. I, where I stumble a little bit is he's Greg, but he's not Greg. He, you know, there is like a bit of that core, but there is that that edge is gone. Like a lot of that edge that I really liked about Greg is gone. And I, I completely see what Adam is saying about it being emblematic of his journey. Uh, but it also still feels like it's like a he's made a ton of progress in a very short period of time, um, which is good for for him personally. But it also feels very much like okay, well now we have to watch now we have to write for Skylar Aston because he can't quite get the edge the way that Santino did because I just can't see Skylar pulling off a you know old angry Greg type type stuff, uh, and so. I, I go back and forth. I, overall, I really like Skylar Aston the role. I really like a, uh, them bringing this back. I like the idea of them a uh, kind of a doing the okay. Well, we can't get Santino back. Santino's not coming back. So, but we still want to finish it all off with Greg. So let's just be like blatant about the replacement and make it part of the journey. Uh, that stuff, I, I like the idea of it all. Um, in practice, like I'm so there's a few things that nitpick, a few things that are a little bit stumbling block for me, but. In general, I really do like Skylar Aston's Greg. I like new Greg. I prefer old Greg uh, in the grand scheme of things. But a uh, new Greg, uh, as it goes on, he does work for me. I just don't know if I ever really think of him as Greg Greg. It's like there's this weird, this weird disconnect where I like him as a character. I like the chemistry that he and Rachel Bloom have. I think it works really well in terms of that sort of stuff. But in terms of it being the return of Greg, uh, doesn't a hundred percent work for me. So I'm in this kind of like weird, weird space of I like him. I'm glad they swung for it, but I don't know if it's a complete success. But it's not a failure for me either. So wishy washy Todd on the fence as usual. All right, I'm gonna enter my villain era. I'm gonna hop off the fence. 
And I'm going to say, I don't like it. I'm sorry, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I will take your booze. It's fine. Here's the thing. I just, it just, okay. Todd said that he likes the concept, but sometimes the execution is flawed. I don't like the concept. If anything, the execution is better than the concept. I think if you can't get original Greg back for whatever reason it is, why 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 do this? Why start down this road? I think Skylar Aston does a great job. That is not my issue with this. The problem, and this isn't his fault, is that he's just not original Greg. He's just not. He's a different person. I know they make all those meta jokes. They hang a lampshade on it, but it doesn't matter. He's just a different person, and I can't reconcile it in my mind no matter how hard I try, and I've tried so hard every time, (laughs) and it doesn't work. Wow. Well, I'm glad we have such a uh, diversity of opinions on here. This is exciting to not be all of one accord, I feel like. Um, I mean, I guess Adam and I have a pretty similar take on it. But <laughs> yeah, I-, I will say I think we need Greg for the show. Like, And I think that they play it so well of the, okay, we couldn't get Santino, like Todd said. And I think it's, I yeah, I agree that we have to versions of greg but that's okay to me because like adam said he's gone through this journey um and i will also say honestly there are certain things that skylar aston does and it's i say this as someone who was literally in love with greg like i think like my first love ever was greg like the character not santino (laughs) greg and i was heartbroken when greg left the show like i we, I wept when Greg left the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you could ask my friends who I was living with at the time. Like I, I truly was cut up for days about Greg. Um, Skylar Aston does these certain things where I was in this episode in particular. I was like, oh my god, that's Greg. Like, and it was very we- like very. I can't even like put into words what the things were, but he he captures Greg's essence in a way that for me, I believe this is Greg. And it was such a weird thing for me, especially as somebody who is usually pretty like stubborn about certain things. And I went into this thinking they cannot replace Greg. I had the same thought of like, you know what, if it can't be Santino, we can't have Greg, but it turned out for me, they, they nailed it. And they did it in such a unique way of the, like the meta stuff. Like for me, I was sick of it at first. And then I was like, okay, I'm on board. He's a new person to, to Rebecca, but everybody else sees him as Greg and it just works. And I love it. I, I still prefer. To... I do prefer Santino, like in general. But Skylar Aston, he 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 proved me wrong, and that's that takes a lot. <laughs> I just have to say, Lindy managing to, to disagree with Todd, who is on the fence, I think is hilarious. Uh, I don't know how we got to that point, but that's right. a, that's just amazing. Right. Uh, just agreed with us and with Todd. That's wow, Chef's gets perfect. That's per- that's perfection, Adam Villanueva, Lindy. Well done. I'm proud of you. Um, the, I mean. I will say I did like a little bit of reading on this this week, not a ton because you know whatever I don't have that kind of time. But like, uh, uh, Santino was doing a lot on Broadway. I think at this point he was doing Tootsie. Uh, Todd might have better information on the specifics than that. But like, I think he he was like very actively involved in Broadway. He couldn't come back. It's part of the reason why he left the show in the first place. Um, but the other thing that I did, I was doing some reading on um, 
uh, Rachel Bloom this week and kind of her thoughts on this. And uh, I've been doing a lot of reading on Rachel Bloom actually this week, but her thoughts on this uh, stuff in particular, uh, she she had this idea back in season two, and, and this was alluded to at the beginning of the season. They wanted to show more of Greg's journey. It was like a big desire of the writers to like have this be a pretty big focal point going forward for Greg and like not only showing Rebecca's journey of like, you know, self-discovery and recovery and, and moving stuff forward there. They wanted to show Greg's as well and couldn't with Santino at the time. And they felt that it was very important to show this in some capacity in the show. And I will say to Martha's point, I think the show needs Greg. I this has kind of gone unsaid for the past season and a half because I didn't really know how to say it, but like I have not been rooting for Rebecca to get together with Josh or Nathaniel at all. And I don't know that like that is a central tenet of what we need to be doing as viewers of the show, but it kind of is because of how they're presenting it. I don't think it's a necessity in every show that like this is something that we're rooting for, but like we get the music, we get the, you know, we get the thoughts, we get the actions, like everything in the show is pointing to Rebecca's relationship with somebody. And for a lot of the first season and a couple episodes, it was Greg. And I was rooting for that pretty hard <laughs> uh, at the time. And because of how they've chosen to portray Nathaniel's character specifically uh, in season three, as well as Josh's character since uh, season one, episode one, um, I like just cannot root for it. And I, I totally am on board with this idea that like they need Greg to finish telling this story. We'll see how it finishes. We'll see how it goes forward. We're definitely not going to spoil anyone on anything, you know, going forward here. But like, I think that, Greg is a very important piece of the puzzle here going forward. And I think that it's a piece that fits pretty well with how, with how they've casted this, how they write it specifically. Uh, and just like the chemistry between, between them. I think it works really well, but I am fully embracing Lindy's villain arc. And I <laughs> love to see her on the other side of this. This is incredible. Yeah. Although I know at least one of our future guests does agree with Lindy, so Lindy will have a backup on her <laughs> on her opinion. In that case, point. Adam is right. Oh, <laughs> it's the first time any guest has ever said that ever. <laughs> Can't wait to be on your team for the quiz later, Adam. <laughs> oh, oh, low blow. Okay, you just broke Lindy's heart. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, I fully anticipate every single guest coming forward in the future and being like, I hate this new Greg. I fully expect that. Like, I know definitively at least one, probably two, maybe three will. I don't know. Like, and I'm fully aware that people are on the other side of this. I know that Lindy's kind of like alone in this particular episode, uh, as Todd is like riding that fence like a racehorse. <laughs> um, but, like, I know that there are other people that are very much on the other side of this. And that's okay. Like, I don't think this has to work for everyone. But I will say, I think there's a decent correlation between how much you're rooting for the Josh Nathaniel bit versus how okay you are with the new Greg of it all. I don't know if that's entirely true. But just, like, I don't I, know. That's some Adam math right there. I don't, I don't know what you really mean that and by that. I mean, you've been, like, hopelessly, desperately in love with Nathaniel for the past like, I'm just season a girl in love. You're just a girl in love. <laughs> love is responsible for my actions. Lenny's out here picking up on every single love That's girl she can theory, possibly Adam. find. But I think that like the people that like really want things, you know what I mean? Like people who want the Nathaniel stuff or the Josh stuff are like, get this, get this great guy out of here. Because no, they know, no. they know deep down who belongs together. No, 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 no. Look, 
<laughs> I, like Martha, was in love, like, in love with Greg. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yes. Like, I was like, yes, Greg. Yes. Loved him. Okay. Thank you, Lindy. Was so, I don't think I wept, but I was upset when he left. And, you know, I watched seasons one through three after those came out before season four. So I looked up. I was like, does Greg come back? Like after yeah. he left, I was like, I need to know. And at that time, the answer was no. And I was like, no. But then before season four, at, or at some point, like there was news about how they had recast Greg. So I knew that this was coming, I think probably right before season four, kind of that time frame. And so I knew it was coming. So it didn't take me by surprise. Um, but I just, I never, I never really got on board with the idea. And I tried, I swear, guys. But here's the thing. I loved Greg. So it's, I'm not opposed to the character Greg coming in and messing up any potential with, you know, Nathaniel or Josh. Um, I mean, I've never been on jo- board with the Josh thing. Obviously, I've been on board with Nathaniel. I love Nathaniel. But if original Greg were here, I would have a tough time saying, oh, who do I root for more, original Greg or Nathaniel? I would. I don't know how that would have gone. I would be really torn up about that. But with new Greg, he's just not the same person. And I, just, I, I wrote this down because I do want to um, kind of uh, repeat Rebecca's little speech in response to Heather and Valencia right before Greg walks in because she's like, sorry, did you say Greg, because this takes her by surprise. And she says, who we all haven't seen and never talk about? Lest you forget, I slept with his dad. I'm not in touch with Greg. Our relationship was terrible and toxic. We fought all the time. I don't even think he thought I was pretty. He was mean to me and he hated himself for caring about me. And also, he has a serious girlfriend right now. And I know that because I slept with his dad. The only way Greg would ever be my meant to be would be if we were in some sci-fi parallel universe where he was just a completely different person. And then they make that happen. They make yeah, him a completely exactly. different exactly. person. Yeah. So this is a sci-fi that's parallel why, that's universe. Why it works. Which means we're watching the wrong show. This is a parallel universe, not the show we started you, with. You guys think that what Rebecca says about her relationship with Greg is all true? Because I feel like some of it's true. But I, I again, I will admit, I, I look at Greg, everything rose-colored glasses with Greg. But I feel like half of that, like, it's very exaggerated in the Rebecca point of view of the, like, that like him not thinking she was pretty and then the like all of their relationship was fighting i mean we only, they're only together for what like two episodes total that we see them like as a couple rather than you know just sleeping together or whatever but i feel like that's rebecca's take on what their relationship was and i don't necessarily think it's a super accurate read yeah no i agree i think the problem is that uh whenever they had the relationship rebecca was like still in the height of right. a, uh her uh she she didn't have her diagnosis yet. She was in the spiral of exactly. everything. And so she was uh, at the height of her borderline. And so she is viewing all of her memories of that time are kind of tainted by her right. low self-esteem and everything like that. So no, I definitely agree. She was going through that. Like, okay, that's a valid point. That's not quite as right. valid a point. Also, uh, Greg was not healthy either. So there was parts of it that are like tainted by that too so which is why it's so good that we have this new greg oh, agreed out of the worst part you so know true. the worst part everyone she slept with his dad oh. <laughs> whatever okay, wait, she wait, slept wait. with she slept with half of west covina come on like no <laughs> <laughs> lindy 
tell me that that is worse than the things that have happened between her and Nathaniel or the things that have happened between her and Josh. Nathaniel basically committed murder for her and Josh he left her at the altar. No one was killed. I said basically. Uh, I'd like to think he would have gone through with it. Yeah, well, you. I'd like to think a lot of things, Todd. Uh, but all I'm That's saying, my favorite Nathaniel quote. He's like, I like to think I would have gone through with it. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is that, like, I get that there's bad there, but, like, the whole point of the rest of this episode, which I don't even know that we're ever going to talk about it. <laughs> no. We're spending the, a lot of time the, on the first the, 20 minutes. <laughs> the whole point of the rest of this episode is that it is a new Greg. We are turning over a new leaf. This is, for all intents and purposes, and especially because of how Rebecca is viewing him, this is a new Greg. There are This is a, a, a fresh slate. Uh, the song that's coming up is like going to perfectly exemplify this, but like, I'm just saying this is, this is like really good. It's very good growth. I think it's really good writing as well, yeah, especially to like have everyone else be like, Rebecca, like you idiot. What are you talking about? Like that's Greg. And she's like, what? <laughs> I like, I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's really I, good. Lindy's giving me a stink eye right now. I, I, I think the go, problem yeah. is, you know, Lindy's not on board with the central conceit of it and i think if you're not on board the central conceit of it no matter how well executed it is it's going to be hard to get on board and i think that's just what it boils yeah. down to is that uh, that central conceit just doesn't work for her so i just also understand i just also think like the whole like rebecca slept with his dad thing yes awful there's like you said adam there's awful things she's done with all of her previous relationships too i think that this episode doesn't really like i feel like when she's i remember weeping watching the episode where she sleeps with her, his dad where I was like oh that's the nail in the coffin for her and Greg and I remember feeling like okay well Greg's never coming back or at least if he never comes back she and Greg will never get together and that was like felt like such a fi finality to it when I watched it but I felt like this episode changed my mind where it was like okay that was her lowest point and she had not that she had to do it but like that was something that was like in like this when she was spiraling and it was a horrible thing that she did and they've both done horrible things and now they're new people to each other and it just was like I this episode answered every question that I had about the two of them and I was like okay it works <laughs> why don't we go through the rest of the episode now <laughs> because I'm what sure episode we, <laughs> we should have just done a whole episode just like what do we think about new Greg that's what this episode has been yeah <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, I'm sure we'll have more thoughts as the plot develops here, but just so we can start to get through it. So yes, um, he walks in, Rebecca thinks it's a different person, but everyone's like, no, that's Greg. Like maybe he just looks different to you because, you know, he's your ex-boyfriend, things have happened. Um, she's pretty confused <laughs> and Hector and White Josh talk to him and we get another joke, you know, Greg says he's back for winter break and the rest of the series of holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's and the finale, Valentine's Day. That is the logical finale, I guess. Yeah, the logical... I guess it is the logical end of our series of holidays. I love, I love Hector saying that. That's, that's my favorite bit of, of the whole thing. That is the logical end of our series of holidays and you know it is it is a logical end for the show to end on valentine's day does make a ton of sense so but i like that they're like setting it up and giving the audience an idea okay here we're like kind of like i'm gonna say like we're in the end game now we are like moving towards our end point and you know we have till valentine's day and that's where everything is going to be decided so i kind of like the fact that they're like queuing us up for 
now now we're in the home stretch. We're barreling ahead, as we once used to say about this podcast. Exactly. I too like the setup here. Um, and you know, Rebecca and Greg kind of think it's gonna be awkward. They say hi and say that they should, you know, catch up soon. So Rebecca can figure out why he's so different. And she's kind of like uh testing the waters, like, oh, this is gonna be like no drama, casual, right? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. Um, so she tells Heather and Valencia, okay, that means he doesn't know about Marco. So I'm going to have to tell him like, it's the right thing to do. I mean, maybe, I don't know if there's any argument there. Like, is that the right thing to do? Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it goes hand in hand with her from the previous episode, her whole, uh, like a brutal honesty, uh, not brutal honesty, but you know the uh, radical honesty is what the yeah. phrase I kept, kept using. Like like being honest about everything, not keeping things from people. Full disclosure, uh, yeah, yeah, full disclosure. Uh, even if she still is not telling Heather about the twenty seven Australias that she's bought. Um, like four. <laughs> as of that episode who knows how many have happened in, now that she and josh are living together i feel like australia's like mortality rate is probably like skyrocketing with both of them there a uh it's probably not not good for australia number five six seven uh ad infinitum uh but no i think it, it does whether it's a good idea or not i think it definitely fits well with where rebecca was like even though she's like i don't need to tell people things and because I don't care what they think about me, but this is a different thing. This is a, a friend. Somebody she considers a friend. And there's this really huge secret this, that is between them. And so I think for her, this whole idea of a, uh, the, the honesty is a thing that a, uh, she needs to do in order to reconcile the person that she's becoming. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a huge detriment to their relationship, but... I think if she didn't tell him, then she would always just be thinking about it every time they were around each other. And I don't think that the relationship, friendship, whatever, could grow and evolve uh, if she wasn't honest with him. And I agree. Once she finds out that there's the potential of Greg's dad telling him, like, that's where it's like, yes, it has to come from you. Because if she, like you said, if she wants to have a uh, this relationship in whatever capacity continue, like he can't find out about that from him, from his dad. I think that has to come from Rebecca. Um, I thought it was interesting just to jump ahead really quick to the end of the episode when Paula's reacting to her text that she gets from Rebecca and she's like, no, you can't tell him. Like, I was like, really? Pa like, I guess it makes sense for Paula to disagree with that idea. But I was like, I don't feel like that's the, like, we should all be thinking like, no, you can't tell him that. Like, because I just, I, I do feel like it's kind of like, that, like it would make for Rebecca if I were Rebecca and I had done that, not that I would, but it would just be very hard to continue to see Greg with having that secret. Like that's, you're always going to be thinking about that. I feel like. Yeah. I think it depends. Like I, I, obviously she changes her mind throughout the episode. To me, I think it depends on like where this relationship is going in the future. If they're going to see each other a lot, then I would say, yeah, that totally makes sense to like, own up to it here but like if this was a one-off thing and he's just back for the reunion and you're only seeing him this one night i would say like yeah maybe you don't have to do that right away but i think based on where it goes i think it makes sense but like the initial reaction of oh i have to tell him i don't know about that part so uh we get this scene 
uh, stepping back from the Greg thing for a minute, uh, Josh stands up on a chair to make the king's speech. <laughs> and that is, oh, well, that is when Greg is like, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> that is classic Greg. Um, yeah, so. I think that's the, possibly the most Greg moment of the entire episode <laughs> right there. Um, so we asked if Rebecca wants to catch up now. She looks panicked, but she goes with him, and we'll see their scene in a moment. But we get a montage of Josh's speech. It seems definitely painful for <laughs> White Josh and Hector. They're so annoyed, especially Hector. He's like, I'm the president. I was supposed to make the speech. Again, like we were saying, like, is the speech really necessary? And why can't there be more than one? But whatever. <laughs> It's funny too, because like Josh, I just feel like his he's making all these references to the King's Speech. He's like, "Oh, it's a really good movie," and he's like, "You guys haven't seen it." Like, it's surprising to me that Josh has seen it. Um, I know it was like big award winning movie and stuff, but like that nobody else has seen it in that room, but Josh is the one who's seen it. That seemed like a stretch to me. I I have to believe it's only because he and Rebecca are rooming together. And yeah, that Rebecca. As Rebecca rented it and made Josh watch it. Yeah, I was going to say, or maybe thing. maybe his mom watched it. was the other thing I thought. Maybe Lourdes wanted to watch that for some reason. Seems or, like... or Hector's mom. Hector's yeah. mom. Hector's mom, yeah, true. Like, he was like living with Hector's mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, that, that could be it, too. Yeah. Uh, but no, I agree. The fact that Josh watched the King's Speech and enjoyed the King's Speech is a little <laughs> bit of a, a stretch. I think my favorite thing is all this is at the end when whenever a <laughs> white judge is like oh so the star thing works when you have the entire context of the movie <laughs> that's like my <laughs> it's it's like oh it's just so over it it cracked me up you could not pay me to listen to josh recap the king's speech <laughs> on stage there like I, that just sounds miserable you oh. could pay me to do that i would i would take the money <laughs> depends on how much you're paying <laughs> uh, oh uh, but did you know the king is british yeah, right. That's important to know. That adds that adds, adds important context. Thank you. Because yeah. there's this British person, this British person. Yeah, they're pretty much all British, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? You know what? I'm again. I'm just gonna disagree with everyone and say I think it'd be fun to listen to Josh recap a movie. I don't care. Entertaining. <laughs> it'd be fun if I'm getting paid several hundred dollars, but. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, like, it would have to be, like, a drinking game or something to, like, <laughs> right. you know, like the, uh, this would just be so miserable to do this. I, I mean, if it's, like, a Mystery Science Theater type thing where I'm sitting there making fun of him the entire time he's recapping it, yeah, I could see some joy in that. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Hector is super annoyed. He tells Josh to chill out with the king crap. And Josh pushes him. He's like, don't push me, Chan. And Josh says, that's King Chan to you. And then Hector and White Josh end up telling Josh that he wasn't actually the prom king. White Josh won, but didn't want it because he thought it was corny. So Josh was the king because he was the runner up. And Josh is really upset by this revelation. But I have to say, who cares? Like, you weren't first. You were second. Oh, no. Years ago. (laughs) Oh, you're only the second most popular guy in your school of between 50 and 100 people i mean who how how awful Uh, it doesn't seem to i mean i guess it he does kind of spiral learning that um i was gonna say it doesn't phase him that much but i guess it kind of does yeah we'll see um we'll see the result of that (laughs) later um i think it does it does really shake him his uh sense of self 
Um, <laughs> well, I mean, because apparently he's been referencing being prom king almost as much as Rebecca references her, you know, Harvard. So it's like it's no. like his version of that. And so it's like you've suddenly taken that away from him, kind of, sort of. Although he still was prom king. But I guess right. he, I guess in his mind, always held a special significance because everybody voted for him over anybody else. Uh, so to find out that that wasn't true, uh, I guess, you know, rock his foundations. But again, oh, wow. Only the second most popular person in your school. <laughs> My heart bleeds for you. So uh, then we see Rebecca and Greg. Um, she's showing him her salty castle of Rebetzels. And uh, she goes in the back to text Paula. Um, she's like, you know, Heather and Valencia, I think Greg is who I meant to be. He seems different. I need to tell him about Marco. And obviously Paula misses the text again. Um, so Rebecca is out there and Greg says he's not surprised that uh, she's not a lawyer anymore. Like, you didn't seem to like it and you didn't seem to do any work that I recall. Yeah, that was a funny moment because at first I, it seems like he's going to say like, oh, I'm surprised that you're not a lawyer. that he's like, I'm actually not surprised at all about that. And it's like kind of a funny. Yeah, we, we haven't seen her ever like her job. So. Yeah, it's also a way of showing that he actually, you know, did know her fairly well. I think a lot of the people might have been surprised True. by it, but Greg, even though he hasn't seen her in like a while, it's like, yeah, that tracks with everything that I know about you. And he says that he's actually been back in town a few times, but he kind of asked people not to tell her, um, you know, but he said, we've been through a lot of stuff, but when I saw you tonight, I realized like we used to be close. We were friends. And Rebecca says, you know, I'd love to have that again, but I'm taking responsibility in my life and I have to tell you something. And she's ready to do this. But Greg says, let's not do that. Let's have a fresh start. And she says, you mean like pretend we're meeting for the first time? He says, yeah, a clean slate. That's when we get the first song in this episode, <laughs> an hour and a half into the podcast, <laughs> which is hello. Nice to meet you. Um, so Martha, what do you think of this one? Um, I like this song a lot. I'm always just kind of a sucker for the like cutesy, like Greg and Rebecca songs and just any crazy ex song that has this like piano beat. I'm always just like, Oh, I'm in. Um, the lyrics are pretty funny. Um, a little sometimes like, okay, we get it. Like <laughs> these two were a little kinky or whatever. Like, um, but, um, no, I, I'm a fan of this song. My funny story with this one is that I actually, I'm this is like contradicting what I said earlier about this episode when I watched it for the first time but for some reason I I think I watched this episode like maybe a week after it had come out or something um for the first time but I actually heard this song it was on my Spotify Discover Weekly before the episode came out and I was like I was like oh I like this song and then like it was playing in the car so I didn't see who it was who it was and then I like recognized Rebecca's voice or Rachel's Rachel Bloom's voice and then I was like oh my god this is a, I was like oh my god this is gonna be the song with Greg in it and I was like no I can't listen I can't listen and I was like had to pause it and then when it came up in the episode the first time I was like oh that's the song that I heard like a couple weeks ago in the car so I like this song I think it's fun this is I think one of the best songs of the series to be honest I mean like truly every part of this I love so much like the you know the juxtaposition between like the cutesy little like fun oh we're meeting for the first time and like hello nice to meet you uh you've been inside of me like I think it's very funny and so like have that juxtaposition of like okay they were like kind of gross <laughs> when they were dating and they were not afraid to share it but also 
they have like such good chemistry and it was tough because old greg and rebecca also had really good chemistry it's one of the reasons why we like love them so much and like it was awesome to see that transfer here and i think it like did it really well like i fully believe that like these people like were dating and like i like i genuinely believe the story like they're doing such a good job of selling me on it i think the lyrics are really witty it's very like catchy very funny um i love like the changing sets coming in and out as they're like going to new little places and going to their like little meet cues i think that's like not too much but it's all like i think it works really well for me um I love it. It's just like so fun. It's, you know, catchy. It's, it's been in my head all week. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song. Also, it is one of the songs on my original TV ratings back from way back when that I gave a full 10 to. Uh, I was not as liberal with the 10s <laughs> when I did it the first time. This one got a full 10. Absolutely loved it. Still love it now. Well, I am definitely lower on it than both of you are. Uh, I mean, it's I I don't dislike it, but I don't know that I guess like musically, it just doesn't really do anything for me. The the cutesy uh, song of it all just not my favorite. I think it's the plain lines, and uh, again, like the chemistry between them is is really good. But there's just something something about this doesn't work for me. It's like yeah, it's, it's not a bad song, but it just wasn't as catchy for me and i wanted more from it i don't know what i wanted but musically it just didn't really grab me and i think that might be one of my my biggest biggest uh, complaints with it it's like i just didn't care for the music of it all the lyrics i liked okay but the music just wasn't uh, what i was like wanting i guess todd i'll tell you what's missing from this song it's original greg that's the difference hmm. boo <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm going to take the opposite stance of everyone and say, like, this song suffers for me because it's all about the concept of, oh, like, this is a different person. Like, we're starting fresh. And I just, I don't buy into, I can't, I, I try, I tried to buy into it, but I just, it, I just failed. And it, so this song doesn't work for me as well as I would want it to. And unfortunately, it just kind of lands at being okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dylan's don't apologize, Lindy. Own it. Just own it. I feel bad. I don't like to uh, criticize things. And I, I, it's not even that it's like bad. I just like, it doesn't work for me. It's just my opinion. I, but it's, that's just the truth. It's good to have different opinions represented on the podcast. That's true. Okay, so I mean, Martha Lindy rarely says what you just said when I disagree with her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you have to say that every time we disagree. I don't that know. Would be yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Much. It's just interesting. But do you ever apologize for having a different opinion, Adam? No. So no, maybe there's no need to say that to no, you. No, yeah. no. But, I mean, why do you apologize when I'm right? Um, but, you know. You're right <laughs> in this case. Almost never right. Okay. I don't know. Okay, so back to Valencia. Um, yeah. She says that she'll tell Heather what happened. What? This, <laughs> why is this, everyone laughing? This Valencia plot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she's going to tell Heather what happened. So she explains. Like, she had a hot lab partner. They snuck around and hooked up, like, all over the school. They said 
Um, and the person said to Valencia, I love you, but you need to choose Josh or me. And so on the last day of school, Valencia wrote a letter saying, I choose you. Meet me under the bleachers so we can figure out the rest of our lives. And she put the letter in their varsity jacket, but they never showed up. High school is over. They went their separate ways. And after that, there was never more than a hello. And she never knew why they didn't show up. And Heather is loving this. <laughs> Yeah, she's like nothing better than a good ultimatum. Like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. And in the midst of this, at one point, Heather, like, you know, of course, has some have some popcorn to chew on while she's listening to this dramatic story. So she just yells, Bart! And Bart throws her some popcorn. And uh, Bart, we never see Bart. We don't know anything about Bart other than the fact that a, uh, he apparently knows exactly what Heather needs at any given moment and will respond at, you know, her call. And I'm tempted to give Bart my truly happy point because every time she yells for Bart and he slides into her, it cracks me up. Oh my gosh. Not to be the villain again, but I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what this reminded me of? Okay. Final season of How I Met Your Mother when Lily gets Linus? Like, his name Linus to always I hate Linus. Oh my Isn't god. Like, do no, I I love like, Linus. Do Linus. Oh, my friend and I always say that to each other. Thank you. Thank you. It's so stupid. And then th that's what this is. It's yeah, just you're Linus. Right. I'm team Lindy now. Thank you. <laughs> and, and they don't and do it as much as the thank you line. Yeah, it's, like, it's like what? It's two scenes, right? Okay. Like, okay. Like, okay. Four drinks or whatever. Another one of my problems, and I, this is a criticism, and I'm sorry, but like when the food or drink stops, it just <laughs> stops in such a fake way. And that's my problem with so much of this episode. It's so contrived, including the sliding of the drinks on the bar. They just stop in this totally unbelievable ridiculous way and i just can't get on board Thank with it. i'm you, sorry Linus. lindy have you ever tried to slide drinks down a bar are you saying that should factor into my opinion of this <laughs> maybe i'm saying it's clearly <laughs> fake it's clearly not someone sliding it and being successful and having it stop right in front of heather it's you know they set it up so that it'll work right yeah and that takes me out of the moment. It's a scripted TV show. I know. <laughs> I don't want to think if about I that when I'm trying to drink down the bar. It would immediately spill. So yeah, <laughs> like it's legitimately difficult to slide them down the bar. Usually, especially because like usually the bar is wet. You know, there's all it's like you know. Okay, I'm pretty sure there's a clip from Cheers where Sam slides a thing of beer and it curves around the bar and it's beautiful. Okay, so it's it they can make it work, but it it just didn't work for me. Okay. This is a tough episode for Lindy. It, yeah. it, it is. It is. I'm disagreeing with Probably everyone. why it's taking us like so it. long to get through it. It's my fault. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, because we all have so many different opinions to share on every minute scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Todd, did you want to add anything else about Bart to defend him? No. No, I just say, like, for, for me, it works. Like, I, I agree. It's like over the top. It is cartoonish. It is very contrived, but it works for me. I mean, it, it's part of, part of the magic of the scene for me. It's like, yeah, it's obviously just something that is wild. But for me, it amuses rather than detracts from the scene. Fair enough. And, you know, there's also magic in the next scene because <laughs> Josh is sitting alone at a table, pretty down. And he's wondering, like, what's the point? And George is at the table right next to him. 
And Josh is like, oh, I didn't know we went to high school together. <laughs> He's like, oh, you work with Rebecca, don't you? Like, he thinks that that's why she's there is because she he works with Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. And then Josh asked if the other people at the table are George's relatives. And George is like, no, like, what What kind of gene pool? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a funny moment. Um, but George explains, this is the school magic club. And Josh is like, oh my gosh, I love magic, but my friends all gave me crap right in high school. Like, can I hang out with you right now? And one of the guys objects because, oh, Josh is popular. But George is like, no, like, you should, yeah, you should hang out. And so he introduces everyone. <laughs> I just love when he gets to himself and he's like, and I am, of course, Raven. <laughs> just the way he says it is so delightful yeah of course i mean what else would george call himself i mean we all saw that coming right when he said of course we all of our heads were like raven he's gonna say raven. Like, yeah raven that's him is that a good magician name lindy you're in the biz is that a <laughs> i guess it depends like what what you're going for like <laughs> what kind of magic are you doing who are you trying to do it for like what's Bird your vibe magic, mostly yeah <laughs> do you think you have to like have some kind of raven involved to call yourself raven Maybe. i feel like it's a very like that's a big those are big shoes to fill because you know that's like feels like it's a edgar Allan poe kind of reference like so i don't mm, know not raven simone okay yeah no, okay we're, we're, on, <laughs> we're on the same page for yeah, sure that's, that's so raven that is i so live in raven. baltimore so of course I'm, i go right to poe uh, understandable <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know about the name. I I don't think it's a great stage name, but who who knows? I mean, have we talked I about what your stage name would be, Lindy? I I wouldn't have one. Just I would just go by my name. <laughs> you just oh, be like, Lindy. Like, like, just like be like Lindy Copperfield type thing. Just like Lindy just the Lindy. villain. Lindy. Oh. <laughs> no, I would cut that part out. Just Lindy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm glad we had that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, essential. Um, moving on. So Rebecca, um, back to Rebecca. She texts Paula. She's like, disregard last text. I'm not going to tell him. He wants to start fresh. By the way, are you dead? <laughs> like Paula hasn't responded this whole time. Um, which is, I mean, yeah, it seems surprising that Paula would not once check her phone. Like, even if she's trying to focus, I feel like it's so tempting to, like, check your phone if you're studying for hours. Like, you wouldn't Definitely. take a break? No, Paula is impressive how, as as a student, I don't understand, like, how she's able to do that. She was obviously on a roll. And she she had, you know, her, her rabbit there to uh, to keep her company. So I guess that was taking her attention there. Right. I did like audience she... to perform to. I did like when she said that uh, Kamala Harris has made a really good replacement for Brendan since he went to college because he doesn't <laughs> talk back and didn't make her uterus hurt or whatever she said. <laughs> yeah, that was what that was my favorite Paula line, even though I didn't obviously misquoted it. No, that was that was funny. Um yeah, so Greg and Rebecca have got like a good thing going. It's like really positive. And they both say, like, oh, we're killing this friends thing. Um, and Greg says, like, he's gotta go, see his dad. And he's like, Oh, I forget. Like, do you know him? <laughs> have you met him? Do you know my dad? <laughs> I would I okay, I feel like 
he would remember that they'd met. Like, obviously, he doesn't know about them sleeping together, but like, he should remember Olivia, that this they is, interacted. This is, a new, this is a new Greg, so yeah. oh <laughs> this, this, problem. this is very much for the bit of like, oh, let's bring up you and my dad in the same context. <laughs> well, that's exactly, true. which that's the problem. It's too contrived. He would remember that his dad had met Rebecca and didn't like her. Lindy, we've well, been doing stuff like this for four seasons. This kind of like setup has been happening for four seasons. Uh, it's been good. I, I, I like it's funny. Like that look on Rebecca's face of just like, oh no, like it got brought up. Like that works. I think also it's it is possible that Greg doesn't know if Rebecca knows his dad because I know his dad knows her and he knows that his dad doesn't like her. But like the two of them, like in Greg's memory. It's not like they've had I don't I don't know. I feel like it's more like Marco had all these opinions about Rebecca without ever actually really interacting with her in front of Greg. So, yeah, <laughs> Greg says that his <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say this this part does work for me. Greg said that his dad is sober now, like he goes to meetings just like me. Apparently, we have more in common than I thought. That, was, <laughs> that worked for me. That was funny. That was very funny. Rebecca's face is like <laughs> yeah because her so face and she laughs so uncomfortably and she's like oh yeah and he's like, and he's like I didn't know that that was a joke to laugh through the emotions exactly that part was hilarious to me I loved that um, but, and Greg says you know his dad is in this phase of recovery of unburdening from stuff he did and they're going to have a brutal conversation tonight um, and so Rebecca's obviously panicking, and so Greg's walking out, and she purposefully knocks something off the counter um, so that she can ask him to help her <laughs> with it. And then a she texts Paul. Move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Works I like mean... a charm. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, yeah. So she texts Paula in the back again. Disregard my last text. I have to tell him he needs to hear it from me, so he blames me and not his dad. I thought this was really interesting, and... I like this from Rebecca. Like, I'm I'm not doing this like for me. I'm doing this because I don't want Greg to like feel negatively towards his father about this. Like, if he's gonna blame someone, it should be me. I I loved this from Rebecca about that being the reason behind her decision here. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's just a big growth moment for her. And then, you know, Greg kind of casually mentions an ex-girlfriend, says, you know, she was great, but he didn't feel the way he should, like he's felt in the past. Ooh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> That's uh, about Rebecca. And so Rebecca texts Paula, this time under the table. She's not in the back, so she's not looking. And she's like, never mind. Change of pans. I'm not telling Jim anything. This was so silly. Like, this was such a, like, 2010 kind of uh, sitcom humor, but it still killed me. The, the Eddie Thong and the change of pans. I don't, it, it was funny. No, that worked for me, too. I thought that was funny. Because we've seen her texting Paula this whole time, and just to have these stupid typos. Um... So we go back to the reunion and Hector says, you know, I was going to do a speech, but someone else already did that. But I've got this box of lost and found from the senior room. It's been sitting in my trunk for 12 years. 
Um, and he starts pulling items out of it. There's like a retainer, toe socks, all this random stuff. And there's also a varsity jacket. And when he pulls this out, Heather and Valencia look at each other like, oh my gosh. And the name on the jacket is Joseph. And it turns out that is Father Bra. And then Valencia realizes he never got the letter. He never knew how she felt. And so she needs to get that letter back. Like, she's in love with Beth now. She can't ruin the career of the only non-creepy priest she's ever met. I, I will say I did I did like that line. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And and while I'm not a huge fan of the how the storyline is winding up, I just say it's kind of funny. I kind of love the fact that Renee Goob, who plays a uh, Father Bra, wrote this episode. And so he wrote his own character into being the, the person that Blincher referred to as super sexy earlier on that was the love of her life. So it just kind of cracks me up that he wrote this into being he wrote his character into being the person that valencia found super attractive and what was willing to leave josh for so i know that's just kind of amusing to me uh i the fact that you know i don't know if it was his idea in the first place in which case bad on him but it's still i don't know kind of funny i just was like hoping to find some sort of like in universe reason why this makes sense that this was never that's never came up before and i just i was struggling to find that i can understand from a making the show perspective oh this is funny i get that but like in the show i just i don't see it i remember when i was watching like the the most recent time i did a rewatch i was kind of trying to see like in the interactions between father bra and josh like if there was any kind of like tension in the way he talked about valencia or like and i i feel like there was like one moment where he kind of like didn't wasn't like he was kind of encouraging josh to not be with valencia and i guess you could maybe interpret that as like you're not the right one for her but most of it is like really just i mean obviously we can all i think agree that this was something that they made up in season four it was not something that was planned from the beginning which is fine but i don't think that there's really enough previous things that have happened that we can be like oh there was the setup was there all along or whatever no i don't think there was anything like that before i wasn't mad about it in this episode just because i feel like it was almost just as much of a story for heather as it was for valencia like i feel like i loved all the heather stuff involved with this and like the valencia and father bra was like "Uh, uh, okay like whatever but like i think the heather stuff actually like stood out for me as like being really funny every time she was involved so i wasn't mad about it it didn't like feel great but it was fine yeah i said i love all the heather stuff involved and i like a lot of valencia stuff as well just like the final thing just it it just doesn't make a lot of sense and i think it would have worked better for me i think if the inciting incident for how heather figures out this happened was different but i think the thing that is just really weird is like in the context of everything that happened it's like valencia comes in has to see the guest list and looks for father bra's name to see if he's coming to this thing and just feels so strange because she has definitely run into him multiple times. He was going to perform Josh and Rebecca's wedding. She had to be around him a ton at that sort of thing. You know, so for her to be just so emotional and, you know, in a, this weird headspace in this particular instance, I don't know, maybe because the high school reunion was making her think of high school and got, got her emotional. But just like the setup of it all just makes so little sense 
in context of the times that they have been around each other before this in the show. So, yeah, I think that's the thing that kind of, if they've been found a different way into the storyline, it may have worked for me better. Cause they do again, like hang the lampshade on it of, you know, Oh yeah, we just, it's just highs. We like barely say anything to each other. Even when we see each other, you know, it could work, but the way that it got started, the episode just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense character wise to me. So I think that's kind of like my big, big something block, like, yeah, like the big picture at all that part of it is kind of like what makes it not work for me as much. But yeah, all the Heather of it, I love. But the overall story, eh. So we see that Josh is loving the Magic Club, and he asks, like, where where have you been? And George says, we weren't hiding. You just didn't notice us. And then we get the second song of this episode, which is called What You Missed While You Were Popular. So let's start with Adam. What do you think of this one? This was kind of dumb. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, this this like did not do anything for me. Uh, I was a little upset that this plot got a song. I was hoping that we could just like move past it quickly and not have to deal with these uh, characters anymore. But like, there were a few lines that were like kind of funny, but it it wasn't like super catchy. I don't think it was very insightful. I don't think like we got anywhere with this. I don't know. This didn't do much for me. That's kind of like a boring answer, but this was uh, this was like a very boring song. That's how I felt too. Like the the only like sort of amusing part to me was like the fact that we see a couple different groups from high school and they're all like such stereotypes like the goth kids are like we were wearing black like that's like like while you were wearing this we were wearing black and it's like we don't actually really get to know anything about any of these actual other groups and so we don't actually learn what josh really missed while he was popular other than just a few stereotypes of a couple other cliques Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, you know the the Hallback Girl vibe of it all. I know it's kind of amusing to me to have have George performing the song. I like a lot of the dancing that's happening during the, the performance of the dancing. Everything I think is uh, pretty good. Uh, but overall, yeah, it's not super witty. It's not super funny. Uh, it's it's fine. It's uh, not going to get a really low score for me. But it's not going to get a high score for me either. I'm once again going to come <laughs> in here and disagree with everyone. I love this song. It is so, so fun to me. I enjoy this so much. <laughs> Adam is giving me the funniest face. What, uh, what, what, what about what, it? Yeah. What about this song did you enjoy? It's so, like, it made me smile. Like, it's upbeat. Yeah, I love, like, the musical aspect like Todd said I love the dancing I think it's funny how he's like you know we weren't cool back in high school but it's time you knew like what you missed while you were popular and he's like Martha said like showing all these stereotypes however like they also push back on that when the jock comes in is like actually like when I was 14 my parents got divorced it was like really tough for me I love that part <laughs> Just like this whole thing works. That was my me. favorite part too. Yeah. It was really fun. I enjoyed this immensely. Wow. I'm not and I I don't know what happened where I ended up on the opposite side of every opinion in this episode. <laughs> I didn't plan that. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just sharing the true feelings that I have. And I wrote down, 
I love this one. LOL. In my notes. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> it's good that we got that. LOL. Oh. <laughs> uh. You I was, I was he... so hoping you were going to add, as as other people were were you know crapping on the song. I was thinking, please let Lindy love this. Please, it would be like the perfect, the perfect. Yeah, this is such a we have such a theme to this episode. Wow, I really, I, I'm not gonna lie, Lindy. I thought this was like gonna be your redemption arc of the episode of like, okay, yeah, guys, <laughs> I hate this one too. Uh, you know how I gave a ten to the other one of my old ratings? This one got a one point three. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this was just, this was just so bad. Like the whole, honestly, the whole premise of this storyline of like Josh being second in line for prom king and that destroying his worldview is like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, to be honest with you, I'm almost past the point where it's like, Josh is so stupid that like, I just feel apathy. Like I feel nothing towards him at this point, which I think is worse than like being actively annoyed or anything like that, because I just don't care this about him anymore. it's not about josh it's about george so i don't i don't factor I don't like josh george. Into this I, yeah. i've never I, I really don't like george yes <laughs> thank you finally everyone I, else here is like oh we love george no, no one has I'm, ever said that they oh love george. i'll roll back the tape uh no, there was no. a lot of I, george I feel like, phrase happening i i feel like we you know i uh, liked his moment where he left them standing in the elevator I, uh that was like i our, don't like that yeah. moment i'm like yes yeah. thank you martha yeah. that's ridiculous which, which is fine. To do. but yeah. i think we have been pretty down on george quite a few times a uh over over the last couple of well lindy's back on the george train okay look look look, look. okay george <laughs> has his ups and his downs, his good moments, his bad moments. I'm going to be honest and say when I don't like him and say when I do like him. And in this episode, I loved him. He was very mm -hmm. fun and entertaining. I feel like if you're if with a character like that, if you have moments where you really love him and then moments where you like, I don't think he's a really consistent character. And that's the problem is like, this is like, okay, George was a magician in high school. Like, I just was like, he's just such a meme. At yeah, this Libby, point. this is more contrived than everything else. Yeah, in the exactly. yeah true. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. That George was uncool in high school and thought of like the popular kids and like stereotyped them and the jocks. Do you think that's unrealistic? Like, George, we've seen. That makes sense for his personality. Okay, but like George... It's unrealistic for George to do anything likable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't think it was likable. <laughs> for George even going to high school with that group, honestly, at this point, that like felt worse to me True. than Valencia being into Father Bra because like Rebecca has dated half of that group that George just went to high school with. Like you're telling me we don't get one even comment or conversation about that kind of stuff? They didn't felt, interact. Like... They didn't know George like existed. And, but George and, knew they existed. One of George's defining characteristics early on in the series was that nobody remembered his name. Nobody knew who he was. No no no, 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 no. I don't care about them remembering George. I'm saying George is working with Rebecca and knowing that Rebecca is dating all these people right. he went to high school with. That was 10 years ago, Adam. But at this point in the show, he's <laughs> like, oh, of course I know that you went to like. Oh, my gosh. The fact that George is there is very contrived. Yes totally agree i could get on board with that if you thought other things were contrived but it doesn't seem that you <laughs> wait do. why is your definition of contrived predicated upon us agreeing with you on other things 
Because it doesn't make sense if you think that one thing's contrived and the other contrived to be fair, thing. I, okay, I will say I, it's I don't like it not because it's contrived. Like the yeah, fact that it is contrived no, is not contributing to my distaste. I'm, of I'm, the thing. I, I'm, I agree. I'm pointing out that it's contrived because that's been your criticism of other things in this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay if it doesn't like pull me out of the experience. Like. The Greg thing is just so much, but like George is like, yeah, whatever. He's just there. I like, think this is Lindy's magic bias coming in. <laughs> I think this is what's happening here. We're seeing a magic arc, and Lindy's like, yes, which I maybe. get. I really, yeah, that's fine. I get that. That's fine. I appreciate magic, and I won't, you know, tolerate any slander of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, maybe that's part of it. So, <laughs> uh, we are getting close to the end, maybe. Um, Amazingly. <laughs> so, Rebecca and Greg are done, like, putting together the pretzels. And there's this music playing. It's like, Greg says it's, like, terrible corporate music. But he says he owes Rebecca a dance. We went to that wedding together, and I didn't even dance with you. I was horrible. So, they start dancing. And we kind of see scenes of them dancing and rebecca texts paula over greg's shoulder <laughs> it's like i don't even know what she was trying to type she says pala ala papa we're dancing real close i think we're about to kibs oh me girds <laughs> <laughs> was she trying to type paula's name three times or were those different words maybe she was trying to delete the first two times that she like i <laughs> I don't know. I think she was just trying to say Paula once. Or she went, Paula, Paula, Paula. I can, oh, I can yeah, see either that's one. true. I can see either one being being correct. I can see her like being like really, uh, oh, Paula, 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 it's happening, it's happening. Or could see like, Padma, no, that, that uh, damn it, Paula. Uh, yeah, I, I can see it being either one of those scenarios. We'll come back to them in a moment. First, we get the closure for the Father Bra Valencia stuff. Um, while Valencia and Heather were trying to, like, switch in this decoy jacket and put Living on a Prayer on the karaoke machine so that he would sing it. That's his song. <laughs> um, so that they could switch the jackets, but they weren't fast enough. And Father Bra already is reading the letter. I did like that. I, I like that, that moment, the little uh, subversion of, like, okay, we have this heist planned, and here's everything that's going to happen, and oh, no, we took too long to plan. He's already reading the letter. Just, like, <laughs> it's a great reveal. Uh, also, very important question: Was it living on a prayer or like a prayer? Oh, I believe it was sorry. like a prayer. It was like okay. a prayer, right? Yeah. My bad. I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> uh, well, I was just making sure I didn't write it down wrong because I feel like having a priest sing like a prayer is hilarious. That would work for me <laughs> ten out of ten times. That is like peak comedy. It's also it's kind of been done before because that's what the you know Quinn sings in Glee. And she's like the Catholic girl in the first season, so. I don't mind that it's been done before. I'm just pointing that out. We try not to talk about Glee too much on this podcast. <laughs> okay, but... my bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. I do think anytime like a prayer gets brought up, like a lot of people think of the Quinn Santana and uh, what's her favorite Brittany doing the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the little dance in that first episode of Glee. <laughs> So we get this moment where like Father Ra and Valencia walk towards each other and it's like this like emotionally charged thing and Valencia's like, take me somewhere. And so he grabs her hand and they walk out 
and Heather's like, I'm not not going to spy on that. <laughs> um, and Father Bra says, like, I read the letter. It was like I was right back in high school watching the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen kissing Josh. And Valencia says, it was you. I loved you. And Father Bra says, like, I'm in a serious relationship right now. So are you. You seem happy. We missed our shot, but that's okay because now we know we felt the same way about each other. And they hug. And Heather's like, that was everything I wanted. And it wasn't everything I wanted, but... (laughs) To put it mildly. (laughs) I didn't mind the ending here because it's like, I don't know. They put themselves in this box of like, these are the people that are attracted to each other. And I like that this was the outcome that we had. I feel like a lesser show would have given us like more of a... You know, like this would have been a couple episodes. They probably would have kissed at least once. Like there would have been more stuff here. I like that this was just like a one and done. If you're going to do it, this is how you should end it. Um, and I I don't love that they did it, but I like that they had the like wherewithal to be like, okay, this is how this needs to end. We need these characters to come out on the other side. We like Beth. We spent some time introducing Beth. Uh, you know, we'll keep going forward here. So I didn't mind the ending of this only because we were already in the situation if that makes sense yeah i guess it's just like i'm like okay whatever now it's done (laughs) no i just like i didn't love it but it happened yeah i think it's one of the things like it was a completely pointless exercise it never came up before it's never going to come up again again it's it's very very sitcom-y in that way, like this very important plot point that's just been retconned into everything and then it gets resolved and we never hear about it or think about it ever again. So it's, again, it's like it was a fun little uh, diversion in some aspects, but yeah, it was like, was it an essential plot point that we needed to pursue in this episode? Uh, not really. Which I think is probably one of the biggest damning things about it, because I think one thing that uh, 6G does really well is a lot of, even as C-plot, B-plots, and C-plots do contribute to, like, the overall narrative of the show a lot and show, like, character growth and stuff, and I don't know that this necessarily did. Um, so I think that's probably the, the most damning thing about it uh, in some ways, is it just felt, you know, needless other than the fact that I had some really funny Heather parts uh, for me. So um, at the end of the episode here, we get this one big scene with Rebecca and Greg. They're about to kiss, you know, it looks like. And Rebecca just says, I had sex with your dad. (laughs) And Greg's like, what? (laughs) She says, yeah only one way only one way to say it (laughs) yep you can't you can't really just like uh wait like dip your toe into that one you just gotta you just gotta (laughs) rip the band-aid off yeah um but then she does explain a little bit she says it was one time you would just butt tell me not that that had anything to do with it i was in a low place like the lowest in my life but that's not an excuse i'm not excusing what happened um and greg like stops dancing um and Rebecca kind of starts giving some details like no no details uh, no details <laughs> and Rebecca says like you can yell at me you can punch any wall in here <laughs> not that they're all her walls but you know um <laughs> and Greg obviously like can't believe this he's like why did you do that and I 
can't believe that you told me. And she says it needed to be me. It was the right thing to do. And Greg's reaction, and obviously we're going to talk about this, but his reaction is, it must have been hard. Uh, It was kind of brave, actually. And Rebecca says, like, I'm really sorry. And he says, you think I've changed? Maybe we both have. I love it. I this yeah. reaction, yep, it it sells me. I I love new Greg. That's all I'm gonna say. This is a great closing scene, and I'm like, I'm in. Oh my gosh! Completely <laughs> cosine. Like truly. Thanks, Adam. Lindy, this is so good. Like yeah. this is like all of the growth that I so desperately wanted to see in season one and the beginning of season two. This is like everything I wanted their relationship to be. It was like this honesty, this like openness, their willingness to listen to each other, somewhat effective communication, them not hiding things. Like they're still close to each other. Greg is not totally disengaging from the conversation. Season one, Greg would have just up and left. Season one, Rebecca wouldn't even have said anything to Greg. Like every part of this is what I want their healthy relationship to be and we get it they are serving us Greg and I love it I'm willing to take it this just works for me on so many levels plus like their chemistry when they're dancing is so freaking cute like give me it all I love it so much Lindy no oh my gosh (laughs) obviously Adam and Martha agree about everything (laughs) right now I disagree I I, there's a difference between, for me, between, you know, growth and handling things with maturity and, and like, immediately, a split second after Greg finds out that Rebecca slept with his dad to be like, that was kind of brave of you to tell me. It's so, like, what? How? Okay, that's not realistic, even for the most mature, grown person, you would immediately, immediately be like, yeah, like, that must have been hard for you. I, I think it was great. Greg feels bad about a lot of things in their relationship, too. And I think it's kind of like he's like, oh, like, we both did bad things. Like, that's kind of the realization he has there. I mean, like, yeah, she did something worse. Let's be honest. Like, she did a terrible thing. But I think that he, for Greg, like, I believe it, that Greg hears that and he thinks, like, it's a realization for him of we both hurt each other and we both made mistakes. And now let's move on. And that I buy it. The other thing that he heard was Rebecca say, I was at my lowest yes, point. Yes, exactly. Like Rebecca's being very vulnerable here and like actually telling him the situation so that Greg can understand it. And like, yeah, Greg's hearing like I had sex with your dad, but like Greg is also hearing the story of Rebecca that we have gone through the last three seasons. And by the way, his first reaction is to be like, okay, I need to take a step back. Like, let's stop dancing. I need to process this for just a freaking second. And then he responds with empathy. For, oh my gosh. I, I just I love it. I love it, I it so, so much. much. And I hate the I hate that you were just like empathy. Like, no. <laughs> what do you mean no? This is the Greg that I have been wanting to see since it's season one, much, episode one. It's too much understanding in the immediate moment. You want Greg to be shittier? Like, what are you looking for here? I want it to be more realistic. It realistic was realistic. To what? We saw the but what do you mean realistic? Like what it's tell me what life. you're telling this me This is not okay. None of this is like real life. <laughs> oh, it's not? 
I've, it I is mean, for me, know. honestly. Yeah, Greg is real. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Martha is in love with him. He's real. Everyone, Listen, okay? Libby, I can very definitively tell you I have never had to talk to someone who has slept with my dad in this situation. Like, that is not a thing that has happened. I don't know if you have. Maybe you have some interesting tidbits to share on this podcast. But, like, I don't think this is a very realistic situation. This is talking about fake characters in their fake situation and how they are reacting, Okay. I'm all yeah, for it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how they're reacting. And I'm saying it doesn't check out to me. It does not add up. It doesn't make sense. I'm Greg not and saying- Rebecca are weird. They're not typical people. Lindy, tell me what you wanted to see here such that it made sense, such that it would have made sense to you. I just like, I'm not saying, oh, I want him to be like raging and yelling at her. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, it would make more sense to me if, like you said, he takes a step back and he's like, why did you do that? I can't believe this. Like, I need to think about this. And then, like, walks out to, like, think about it. Like, that would be fine to me. That was old Greg. That, that's that, not that's well, not okay. mean or angry or anything. That's just, like, I need to process this, like, on my own and then, like, and, like think about it. So, I know I'm not going to be on next episode, obviously. So, I just want to say, like, I'm not saying any spoilers, but I do think, like... Greg's reaction's not over yet. Like that—that's one thing to keep in mind here. Like, and I feel like that's—I feel like in the moment, it's really a big thing of him to say that to her here. But like, I—he maybe his time to process is going to come sooner, or you know, not immediately, but he's going to still have like the the moment that you're looking for. That's true. I'm only talking about like this in episode, this episode. Yeah, and I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, okay. The other thing I will say. They had to do some pretty significant work here to get people on board with bringing back new Greg. And I think that this reaction does a lot for people that are primed to want new Greg to happen. Clearly not for Lindy. I'm just not talking about Lindy at all in this, in this group, but like, I don't know if, if you're like kind of on the fence of like, Oh my, you know, do I like this Greg? Do I want Greg and Rebecca to be in a relationship together? Because ultimately the show is like going to try to get us to want that again. Right. Uh, the show is like going to try to get us to want Rebecca with one of these guys, you know, and you're Greg is going to have to be an option. And I think that this reaction does a lot. Well, I'm in the, the camp because the biggest hurdle in their relationship is what are they going to do about the fact that Rebecca slept with Greg's dad? So yeah. they do have to address it. Um, and I think that Greg's reaction does matter, like you're saying. Todd, do you have any thoughts here? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you get. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been enjoying the back and forth. I've just been sitting here with the popcorn enjoying it. Um, it works for me more than it doesn't. I, I completely see what Lindy is saying, though. I, I did in the moments like, okay, wow, he accepted that really quickly. I think the thing that it does for me more than anything else is it makes me wish that we could have seen Greg's journey more to get to this yeah. point. I think that's the thing that it really highlights is like, we've gotten to see Rebecca on her journey. You've gotten to see Josh on his journey. We've gotten to see Nathaniel on his journey. And we've seen them make these little baby steps and they're all backsliding. And this is like such a huge, huge change from the Greg that we knew. Even if it was, even if they had like Santino in here playing this role and doing this, it would be such a huge change from the Greg that we knew. And it's a Greg that we want to see but we haven't seen that growth. We haven't necessarily seen him make those steps. So it is a little hard to solve because it is an incredibly mature reaction 
to this huge bombshell. So it is the reaction that we we want to see from him, but it feels like out of the blue and almost incongruous with a uh, everything else with Greg. So it's it's them trying to show that Greg has changed, but it is such a huge shift. Even more than, even more in some ways than being played by different actors, it's a huge shift from the Greg who would have gone and punched a hole in the wall. Um, so it is this; it's in this weird space. If yeah, it's what we want to see, but I, I definitely see where Lindy's coming from. Is like it would have made more sense in many ways for him to have to go and take some time, not just to be angry, but just I, I need to think about this before he was able to process it enough to say that was really brave of you. Um, so I get where Lindy's coming from. It works for me more than it works for Lindy, for sure. But uh, I definitely see where where she's coming from with with her uh, take on it. I love seeing Todd on the fence. That is, <laughs> he's very good at playing the both sides with that. The, the, yeah, like. I mean, I think it helped this time that he heard both sides of the argument before he could put his <laughs> two cents in. Whereas last time he said his two cents and then Lindy came in with something like that agreeing with the, the, the on the fence or, you know, contradicting the on the fence side. But yeah, and I, Todd I, I does do, that job very well. Yeah. And I do want to say it's, it's not it's not that I'm like, you know, watering down my opinions. Uh, no, uh, to no. Sit on the fence, uh, which uh, this, this, this is basically this is my thought process here, but uh, Todd being on the fence runs in his blood. That is, yeah, no, it, <laughs> well, it's like learned. it's just a very like nuanced, like I see both sides, and like it, it, it's you're still articulating a good point, so that's what's so interesting about it. This is the thing that my my mother drilled into me as a young child the, the looking at all sides of things, yeah, it's, it's something great. that's like been ingrained to me since from a very young age, so. yeah. And he has to do it a lot on this podcast because Lindy and I disagree with basically <laughs> yeah. everything, so. Love that, you know. Yeah, well, hopefully we all agree about this last scene. Uh, Paula finally looks at her phone and reads all the texts, and she's like reading them and just going through <laughs> the emotional journey here of like, wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, yes, okay. And then she's like, gets to the end where they were about to kiss, and she's like, what happened? <laughs> and she's like, call me. <laughs> Yeah, Paula went on a real roller coaster ride right there. This worked Poor for me. Paula. I thought it was hilarious. It was a great end to the show. Yeah, this very just nice little stinger at the end here. Stinger it made me right interested. Uh, it made me very interested in what Paula's reaction is going to be going forward here and how she's going to slot right. into this Greg stuff. Right. But we'll yeah. see. And that's our episode. That's the episode. Only two hours four. and 15 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> season four, episode eight uh, of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. My goodness. Uh, I will say, I knew this was going to be a little bit of a longer one. We had a new character coming in. There was a lot to talk about. Um, but, of course, we're not done yet. Uh, even though we're this far in, we still have a couple more things to do. The first is to head into Todd's Game Corner. <laughs> Last time I was on your podcast, the game part took, I think, like 50 minutes or 40, <laughs> at least 45 minutes. 
<laughs> it's not gonna happen this time. Don't I really I, hope, I, I, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I wow. think <laughs> Hopefully this will be a shorter one. I think the, the yeah. last time was one of those I made up. Uh, it was the it was the one. cat names the cat yeah. names for the beauty pageant. Or How did that pageant. take us so long? <laughs> Some of us take a long time to answer uh, when we're deliberating. I don't yeah, know. I'll be a, I'll be upfront and say that's me. <laughs> what and was that? I, yeah. That happened last in our very last podcast episode, and I realized it doesn't help me because nope. it actually hurts me. My gut instinct is usually the more correct one. Yeah, that so, was what happened on the cat one. You were yeah. almost always right with your gut. And then, so uh, yeah. I'm just going to go with that now and see where it gets me. Well, speaking of seeing where it gets you, here we are. Uh, episode 8 of Season 4 here. And I have to say, the game corner this season is neck and neck. It's the closest we've been at, like, the midpoint of the season. Usually we have a little bit more separation here. Scores 4-3. to three. We're as even as it could possibly be here after seven episodes. Uh, and, of course, we have a guest on this episode who has a very important decision to make here. But she, uh, she would like to join. So, Martha... You you know the drill. We don't have to explain this to you here. Uh, you've been here a couple times. Yes. Uh, would you like to join Team Lindy or Team Adam? Uh, so I only like to be on teams with people who like New Greg. So <laughs> I think I have to. I think I have to go with Adam on this one. I know I'm breaking tradition here, but I can't side with somebody who is against New Greg. So all right, sorry, Lindy. That's okay. I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is pure joy, Martha. Welcome to my team. I'm so happy to have you. Very um, excited to be here. This should be a ton of fun. Todd, what do you have for us today? So uh, today, uh, it's a little bit of a, a potpourri of, of uh, topics here. Um, but uh, it's going to be based on a few things that happened at the uh, reunion. So it's going to be one of the games. So I'm, I'm going to uh, give you a, a pair of movies uh, based on a certain theme that's kind of cold from the episode. And you have to tell me which one of those uh, is made more money, which is the higher grossing of the two films. And so they're going to be paired based on a similar topic, time period, things like that. So... Uh, I'll give you so episode eight. Uh, so Adam, Team Adam, will be going first. Um, so uh, the first, the first couple of movies are both movies about stage magicians. So which <laughs> one of these two films made more money? The thriller Now You See Me, or Christopher Nolan's The Prestige? Which one of those made more money? Hmm. Okay. I'm just going to admit right off the bat because I don't, I'm not a movie guy. I've never even heard of the prestige. Oh, you haven't. I was going to say, I feel like the prestige is one of the, I mean, I guess I've heard of now you see me too, but I feel like that's a big, okay. We can go with now you see me though. I feel like that well, was I... with anyway. So, okay. That's definitely yeah. my bad, but it's just because yeah. I haven't even heard of the, well, I've one. heard of the prestige. Is um, it like big? Is it like I thought so? Yeah. I thought so. I've never seen it, but oh. I've never seen either of these. So it's it's possibly my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty but... well known. I think like it definitely is a movie I've heard of. And I when haven't... was it? Do you know? Oh my goodness! Um, I was really asking is Todd allowed to answer? I, yeah, I was. Yeah, say, I wasn't even get, really asking to... Todd, but I'm happy to like have the answer from Todd if he's willing Isn't it to like share. Late nineties or something, or oh, um, is it is it that long ago? No, it, it's it's more recent than that. Oh. Uh, I believe uh, because I was definitely 
Yeah, the Prestige was uh, 2006. Oh, okay. My gut is yeah, now not, you see me, but I would, I, I'd be fine with now you see me. I feel like that that was a big one. Okay, well, it's it's also a really honestly really good movie. Okay, let's lock in now you see me. And Team Adam gets the point. Now you see me did indeed nice. make more money than the Prestige. Can we call this Team New Greg? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Amazing. <laughs> All right, so now it's Team Villain's turn. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, so, uh, uh, Lindy, these are going to be movies that uh, revolve around high school reunions. So which one of these two movies that revolve around high school reunions made more money? Uh, the John Cusack mini driver film Gross Point Blank or Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion? Okay. Um I I've it's well established I'm not a movie person, so I don't think my opinion really matters. But the only I haven't heard of the first one. I've heard of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. So I'm just gonna go with that. And Lindy gets the point. Oh my god, Lindy, well see done. what happens when you just Look go at with that your quick gut answer. Just, yeah, right? That was very quick. That was incredible. Yeah. Oh man, if, if all these get decided because you guys have like heard of one and not heard of the other, <laughs> well, it'll be very on par with this uh, with this uh, this game. Uh, but uh, all right, so now uh, back to Team New Greg, and uh, for Team New Greg, it's going to be a uh, two movies a uh, that uh, have a, a high school prom being a very prominent part of the plot. Prominent part. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, good one. <laughs> So a uh, so your two movies are She's All That and Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, I've heard of both of these. Me I've too. Seen, I've seen okay. both of these. Both of these, <laughs> and they came out in the same year. Yeah, I was so. gonna say ninety nine. No, yeah. Okay, I Gosh. feel like so the the cast of She's All That is Freddie Prince Jr. I feel like he was a big draw, but. 10 Things I Hate About You, we have both Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, and I feel like they were both huge. So I would be more likely to say 10 Things I Hate About You, but... That's where my gut was. Okay. But I'm not confident at all. I feel like these are... She's All That was big, too, but I, yeah. I don't... I don't... I can't think of who else isn't, like, I don't... I mean, I, I do like 10 Things I Hate About You better than She's All That. I've seen it way more than I've seen She's All That, so it might be just be my bias, but... I feel I like I've only seen them once, so yeah. Well, ten things I hate about you also had like the band Letters to Cleo was in it, and that was like big then too. So I feel like the budget was higher for that one as well. I'm down for ten things. I think okay. that's I think that's where I would go. Okay. All right, let's lock it in, Todd. All right, ten things I hate about you made about half as much as she's all wow, about, wow. which oh amazed me because I. And in retrospect, it makes more sense. I think 10 Things I Hate About You has become came more of a cult. Yeah, class. I think that, 10 Things yeah. I Hate About You. kind of both cult classics, though. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like She's All That did much better at the box office, and 10 Things I Hate About You mm. took off more on video. Sure. And has, has had a longer last, it's been longer lasting. Like there was a TV series based off of it. I think it is like the better movie between the two of them. I only own one of those on DVD, and that's 10 Things I Hate About You. I think it's a much better movie, but I think She's All That did better at the box that office makes sense. than it did. Yeah. A, uh, yeah. So, Dang, Lindy, well, oh my gosh, you can, you can a uh, clinch the victory here if you get this one. So it's going to be another couple of movies with prom, very prominent, 
these are both 80s films, and it's Footloose and Pretty in Pink. Mm. Lindy, make sure you really think about this one. Yeah, don't go with your gut. <laughs> yeah, really give this one a good think. Uh, yeah, my gut didn't have a, as strong of a reaction as the first one, but I have heard of both of these. <laughs> it's the problem. I'm going to go with Pretty in Pink. And we're going to a tiebreaker, folks, oh, because Footloose made about twice as much as Pretty wow. in Pink did. So, okay. uh, so for the tiebreaker, what we're going to do is I'm I found another movie. So I basically I looked up a list of films that a uh, were uh, you know had like best prom scenes to try and find some movies and, like the, one of the big movies which the movie itself isn't necessarily about prom but it has very prominent prom sequence in it is Back to the Future. So uh, the question is uh, how much did Back to the Future earn? So uh, you guys are going to tell me uh, how much you think in millions Back to the Future earned. So, I have to ask the question. This is just Back to the Future. Yeah, just not, the first not, Back to the Future. Not the, the trilogy. Either. Not the whole yeah. trilogy. Not, not just, the whole trilogy. The just, the, just the first one that had a uh, no prom related things. And to give you a bit of a baseline to kind of go off of, uh, which I have found is helpful for y'all. So the third <laughs> Back to the Future film, the third Back to the Future film made $245 million worldwide. That is very helpful. <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah. Huh. So that that was the third one. The third one made two hundred forty-five million dollars worldwide. But we're only talking about the very first one. So, uh, Lindy, if you want to send me your guess, and then uh, Adam and Martha can uh, once once your guess has been submitted, then Adam Martha can talk out a little bit what they want to do. And I just want to um, make sure that we all confirm the rules. So it's whoever's closest, and if, yes. if that's somehow a tie, it's whoever's closest without going over. Correct. So, so we can go over unless it's a tie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. If, if you go over, but you're only like one over, and the person's like 10 under, the one over would win. But if you're both like five away from it, then a uh, then the person who is a uh, under would win. Okay. Hmm. This is interesting. I am submitting my guess. All right. So Lindy has submitted her guess. Went with my gut, and it's probably wrong. But I did it quickly, so there you go. Okay. Martha, I think our first thing here is, did it make more or did it make less? That's what I'm struggling with, too, because I feel like it may be made less because it was less well-known. That's that where point. I'm at. Yeah. I think also, I don't know if this is counting inflation or anything oh, like that. Oh, True. Probably isn't. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is less. Yeah. So, but how much less? Not a lot, though. I don't yeah. think it's a lot less. Should we say like 210 million or? That's like, that's like right in the ballpark of where I was thinking. What were you thinking? Like 215, 220. Can, let's do 215 then. You know, split the difference? 213? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Two thir two hundred thirteen million in one dollar. Just, yeah. <laughs> just in case, in case we need That'll that tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah, we need that tiebreaker. Okay, I'm down with that. 
I don't think it's more. Like I just don't yeah. think there's any chance. But I don't think more. it's significantly less though. No, so I don't I, think so. Although either. I mean, you know, only only 23 million less. <laughs> yeah, it was just a cool 23. Right. Uh okay, Todd. 213 million and one dollar. <laughs> Alrighty. So 213 million and one dollar. What is your guess? Lindy's guess was 710 million. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Wait, before Todd reveals the answer, I to explain my reasoning, I thought, oh, the first one would make much more than sequels, but maybe I'm totally wrong. You guys it's didn't possible. think that at I all. Know it so. is possible. I thought that for a second, too. So, all right, so I, don't know I will say like when the first one came out, I, I am. I will say one person was correct about whether the first one made more money than the others, but their guess was wrong. I, uh, and because Back to the Future did make more money, but it made three hundred and eighty-three oh. million. So a uh, so Team New Greg was off by one hundred and seventy million, and Team <laughs> Villain was off by three hundred and twenty-six million. Go. So that it's means not even that, that team... big of a difference. Yeah, we yeah. take those. Yes, yeah, so that means that Team New Greg has won the game. Woo! Yay! We love Greg. Yes, <laughs> that was basically a win for Greg. Now Lindy has to like New Greg. Those are the rules. That's uh, not the <laughs> I think that I think that's what you agreed to when yeah. we started the game. I, said no I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. Uh, okay, that brings our total score now to five to three overall in the season. So we're still, uh, you know, within two. Plenty of episodes. We're to, only halfway uh, through the season. So only halfway. Oh Some would argue we're not even halfway. Yeah, we're not even halfway. Um, yeah, I'm devastated. But uh, wow. Okay. Well. Uh, Thanks so much, Martha, for being on Team New Greg. Uh, it was uh, excellent to an have you finally. Privilege. Yeah. <laughs> after two seasons of uh, picking Lindy, yeah, we love to see it. That's uh, just like Greg. So much growth has happened here. Exactly. Um, amazing. It was, it was very brave of me. I thought it was. Yeah, and some will disagree with the choice. I'll tell you that right now. Some yeah. will disagree. Some on this podcast, even some might consider it contrived or. Uh, <laughs> I would nowhere. never say that about you, Martha. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, let's get to our final segments here. We're going to give out some rankings and a truly happy point. We only have two songs this episode. The first, "Hello." Nice to meet you. This is going to surprise literally no one. Uh, this is a full five pretzels for me, and I don't even think it's close. I'm going to keep riding the high here, Martha. What do you have? How many pretzels for hello? Nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to give it a solid four. A solid four from Martha. Todd, what about you? Um, it is going to wind up with, I think, like a 3.2 from me. 3.2 from Todd. And Lindy, hello. Nice to meet you. It's a solid three. A solid three. Wow, that's way higher than I thought you were going to Yeah, me that. too. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second song in the episode, What You Missed While You Were Popular. This is this is a point four from me. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. This was, I hated this. Honestly, nice. like this was, I don't know. Okay, uh, Lindy, what about you? What did you miss while you were popular? On the completely opposite end of things, <laughs> I'm truly giving this a full five. I love it. It's, it brings me joy. It's delightful. It's fun. I listen to it by itself. I love it. 
<laughs> wow. Lindy just killed Adam. I mean a full five. I thought yeah, you were gonna I, say like a four. No, like... I, I knew the five was coming. As, as she was describing her earlier, wow. I knew this was going to be a five. This, this brings the five? same amount of joy that duh brings her. So Oh you know. my god. Oh, you like duh. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> I, I now Martha regrets Martha. ever being yeah. on my team. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what have I done? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, Martha, what do you have here? What you missed while you were popular 1.8 yeah that's very yeah that's right in the range okay todd, todd what about you me it's a three that's pretty generous that's high yeah that's <laughs> that's what lindy gave that's what lindy gave nice to meet you so. well uh okay well unfortunately neither well unfortunately for one of these songs neither of them are even close to our top echelon our averages are not even remotely close so uh <laughs> we're not even there unfortunately hate to see it okay uh our truly happy point for the season here uh this the episode be- for the episode, we're what <laughs> time check two and a half hours in. Yeah, uh, it feels like we covered the entire season. That's that's why. I yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Lindy, we'll start with you. Uh. Who made you truly happy this episode? Continuing the trend of you all are gonna hate me, but I'm I just gotta do what I gotta do, and my <laughs> choice is George. No. <laughs> oh, and oh let me God. explain. First of all, he does magic. That's a that's a thumbs up in my book. Second of all, he's inclusive. He lets Josh, he welcomes Josh into the group when he didn't have to. That's really nice of him. And then he sings this great song, does dancing. It brings me joy. I loved it. George, all the way this episode. Even better, this is the second time this season she's given George a truly happy point. So... Oh my gosh, Lindy. <laughs> I am living my truth, and apparently it's like the opposite truth of everyone else. But yeah. you know what? Here we are. No. Live your truth, I guess. <laughs> Big emphasis on that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Todd, uh, what about you? Save us from this madness. Who made you truly happy this episode? I, I've got to give it to Heather. Everything Heather does in this episode cracks me up. So I, uh, I, I joked about giving it to Bart, but it's more Heather yelling for Bart. And of course, it's given us the wonderful I love drama scene. <laughs> and so I, I use that gif way too often. So I, uh, yeah, uh, Heather gets my truly happy point. This uh, Okay. Episode. Martha, this episode... Uh, I'm Who made sure you it truly comes, happy. comes as a huge surprise that I'm giving it to new Greg. Yes. <laughs> uh, and very easily, you could give my point to Greg as well. Absolutely was the yes. one that made me happiest this episode. I don't even think it was close. The argument could be made for Heather, Todd. I kind of agree with that. But like, I didn't like the storyline very much, which, which I think hurt exactly. Heather a little bit in that aspect. So. Uh, Greg for sure gets it for me. Gets two points this episode. We absolutely yeah. love to see it. We'll probably be getting more later on because we love new Greg. This is a new Greg Stan podcast. Okay, yeah, that's so true. It's Officially. not. It can't yeah. be. Team new Greg won. If we that's hadn't won, won, then it wouldn't be. But yeah. we won. So oh that was God. the rules that were yeah. agreed to before the game started. Correct. Just, just, just hold up. Hey, do the instant replay. Lindy, it never what if, happened. Lindy, what if I trade you a point in the game if you like nude Greg? Is that can we like wheel and deal here a little bit? 
let's like let's like make some sort of deal offline uh, yeah i'm open to that okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm willing to i'm willing to trade a point here to to get some support for new i'm Greg. willing to negotiate yeah. I, uh... i'll do whatever it takes because yeah. new greg is amazing and everyone should love him so yeah um, so i can't wait to see what you're gonna do to get jess to to love new greg whenever she's on the pod because <laughs> honestly uh, with martha here i need no other validation exactly you want said... me to come back just for five minutes to yeah. say adam's right we'll do the I'll Martha minute every yeah, for real. <laughs> Adam is right. New Greg rules. Uh, because Todd, up until this point, I have had zero guests agree with me, and now <laughs> on anything, it is, it's increased infinitely. And so Adam's is, powers are growing. This is oh, it. No. This is all I need. I what need have nothing I done? more. You've done greatness, uh, Martha. Greatness. <laughs> I mean, oh. Um, Martha's regretting, but between saying Lindy vote for George and now Rizzleton with oh. Adam, Martha's regretting all of her choices. Right, I wish I could be podcast. Team Todd. No, so this I'm is why we don't let people. Here. Yeah, no, this is why we don't let people be Team Todd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's been a long time. Let's get out of here. This was a fun episode. I'm excited to keep going here in season four uh, as we crest the halfway point. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of movement right now. There's a lot of things happening. New characters, new stories. We'll see what happens. A lot of love interest, a lot of possibility. Um, Martha, first and foremost, thanks for so much for for being here, for taking this insane amount of time to come talk about this insane show. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such an honor. I love talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend um, with you guys. And yeah, thank you. It's, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would recommend that you watch uh, the concert at some point. Oh, uh, man. You know, I, I know. I need to. I think it's, it's... worth a watch. Uh, it's not necessary, but I think it's fun viewing. Uh, yeah. And we'll obviously talk about it when we get there. But uh, besides watching that concert at some point, uh, what are you up to? Where can people find you? What's going on? Uh, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, my podcast is The Real Weird Sisters. Um, we have a couple different types of shows that we do now. Um, our newest one, which we hadn't been doing the last time we had, uh, I was on the podcast, is we do a children's book retrospective. Um, and we just recently covered Junie B. Jones, which was very fun. Um, we've also done The Boxcar Children and Holes by Lewis Sacker. Um, so that's our new series that we're doing all on The Real Weird Sisters podcast feed. We also are continuing to do Harry Potter character studies and our Take 5 with shut up tim um but those uh into the pensive children's book retrospectives have been a ton of fun that we're doing on our show so i'm also on twitter at real weird martha and that's pretty much it where you can find me okay uh i freaking love judy b jones oh she's a queen um <laughs> judy b jones and like geronimo stilton are like the books of my childhood uh, obviously magic treehouse as well but like judy b jones was like right up there so i'm gonna like run to that podcast yeah uh, it was very fun definitely um, check it out it just came out a couple days ago Wow. I'm actually so excited. I really freaking <laughs> love Jamie Jones. I like still have a whole like set of Jamie Jones books. I don't know why, but they've survived two moves for me. She's amazing. Um, okay. Uh, Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Yeah. Well, okay. couple things. So I... I know I read the Junie B. Jones books, but I don't remember those as strongly. But I listened to your Boxcar Children podcast because I was obsessed with those books the boxcar like, children also ruled yeah so i was really excited to see that so <laughs> I, I think that's a great series so everyone should definitely check it out thank you yeah and um second of all obviously martha we love it when you're here you're an amazing guest so glad to have you here and though we're almost done with our recaps of crazy ex-girlfriend we don't know what's coming next hopefully something is and you know we can have you back for 
something in the future. We'll see Thank what you. happens. Even um, though I th- I'm glad that we are still, you know, on good terms, Lindy, even though we had so many disagreements this episode. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it surprised me how much I disagreed with everyone, but <laughs> it I was mean, a lot of fun. I mean, always the contrarian. That's yeah, what I've always classic said. Classic Lindy. Classic Lindy. <laughs> I mean, look, look, if, if Lindy and Adam can still be friends after the amount of disagreements, disagreements they've had over the years, I think. True, true. Lindy's giving this look like we are not friends. I'm a little... No, I was nodding. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lindy was yeah. like, friends? What? <laughs> really? Wait a second. We're friends? Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, we are. Um, so, yes, me, uh, Twitter, at TV Lindy, and our podcast, Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. Amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. Uh, I recently was on a, the Posture Recaps coverage of Cobra Kai season five, episode five. Uh, so you can catch Love me. Love Cobra Kai. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can uh, listen to me uh, talking to Marissa and Jason about that. Uh, also, uh, occasionally I am on twitch.tv slash Billy playing a D&D game based on Wheel of Time. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we've a... Uh, done another episode but i wouldn't hold my breath on that we've had some scheduling issues uh which is a uh, the story of my my life when it comes to a uh, that thing but it's a lot of fun when you do get to do it so hopefully we'll get to do it again soon yes uh amazing i'm adam h you can find me on twitter at pnmn adam one uh you can also find me on a bevy of podcasts over on post show recap so i'm doing uh final fantasy 7 with brooklyn Z. We're nearing the end of the game, actually. Uh, there's this like massive boss fight that I have to do to finish the game, and then I'm 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 kind of done uh, with that game. The good news is for the podcast, I suck at the game and have I don't know if I'll ever beat the boss, so we'll see. Uh, but go check it out there over on Posture Recaps. If you're not a patron, go join there. Um, the other uh, podcast I do over there is Who A with do- uh, talking about Doctor Who with uh, Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward. Uh, we just did uh, Dalek. Uh, we're doing Eccleston. We're doing kind of a curated list of that. So come check it out over there. Give us your feedback. Give us your timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly ratings. We would love to have them. Uh, and then finally, the final podcast I'm doing over on Poster Recaps is Reboot, the Rachel Bloom show uh, that just came out on Hulu. Um, they released three episodes to start, and then it'll be one episode per week. Myself and Jess Sterling, a uh, really good friend of the podcast, are going to be covering that over there, which is very exciting. I have to say, just as a little note, it was very good. Uh, I kind of didn't expect it to be good, but it's got an amazing cast. Uh, obviously, Rachel Bloom, Judy Greer, Keegan Michael Key, Paul Reiser. Like, there's a really good cast behind that show, really witty writing. Uh, so go check that out. And I believe that actually, as this episode uh, airs, Todd will either have been on the previous podcast of that or the next pod. I don't know. He'll be on that podcast. I think Lindy will too at some point. Go check out Reboot Over on Post Show Recaps. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. I would highly recommend it. Um, but of course, the most important place you can find me is right back here, where next week we'll be doing Season 4, Episode 9 of Crazy x And until then, bye! Bye!